Give me a go, no go for launch. Just when you think you're out, they pull you back in. I was gonna say something that was not true. I, I don't know why we do these. Let's make film history. We are go for launch. All right, let's do it. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Almost Sideways podcast. Uh, this is episode 211 of our podcast, and it is a very special episode as we are trying something we've never tried before. And we're either going to fail at it or it's going to be amazing. It's possible both could happen. We'll see. Uh, I, my name is Terry Plucknett, and we have our full cast of characters here, and I'm going to be introducing them one at a time as we go along. Uh, as we do our 2022 Almost Sideways Award. So first up, we have Zach Saltz. Zach, how's it going? What's up, what's up, what's up? All you players out there, like and subscribe. Smash that like button. You know you, you got the best talent here. And, um, you know, I'm confident that we will be predicting the right awards. This is the only awards that matter, not the DGAs. No one cares about that. It's all we're, about the Almost Sideways Awards. We are going to become the precursor, the precursor exactly. to watch. And, I think and so. yes, for all of you watching on YouTube, yes, that's actually how Zach always is. Mm -hmm. uh, all right, Some next fans, we have... Fan service. Yeah. Uh, next we have my little brother. Well, younger brother. I think he's taller than me still. Todd, how's it going? What do you mean still? Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, what's going on, everybody? Uh yeah, this should be fun. I mean, yeah, first annual, so I'm I'm excited. Yes, yes, it's going to be good. It's going to be good. And last but certainly not least, the one and only Adam Daly. Adam. Hey, what's going on, guys? How we doing? Oh, wait, we're looking the wrong way. What's going on? I need to write this up. What's what's going on? Yeah, I need to crash and burn once. Anyway, I'll shut up. How's it going, guys? He's been planning that move for a month. <laughs> <laughs> yes, lovely. I think he has. I think he has. Oh, yes. yeah, this is going to be fun. This is going to be fun. So uh, we have a lot of awards we're going to be talking about. Adam. Oh, we've yep. got a hi, everyone. What's up? Hi, everyone. What's up, Leo? Geekly Goods. What's going on? We got a lot of guys watching. This is great stuff. This boom, is great boom. stuff. Oh, this is the best one. I hope to see some love for Pearl. From Pearl. What's up, From Pearl? Pearl herself. Star. Yeah, so we are live on YouTube. We're going to have some uh, comments coming in. So uh, if you're listening to the podcast after the fact, these, these are all comments that are coming in live. If you're watching YouTube after the fact, uh, welcome. Uh, make sure you're liking, subscribing on YouTube and wherever you find your podcasts, uh, we're all over there. So we're going to be uh, doing a couple different things as we go through. We're going to be uh, revealing some... Uh, we're going to be revealing some nominations for like the major awards that you see at all the different award shows, actor, actress, director, screenplay, stuff like that. And then if you've listened to our podcast before, we do a lot of deep dives. And through those deep dives, we have some really random categories that we always do. And for those, uh, we are going to come up with our winners of those categories for the year 2022 so uh you'll be seeing some very specific to almost sideways awards given out on this podcast as well so, yeah screw uh makeup screw costume design 
We're all about biggest stick man on this podcast. There That's we the go. only word that really matters. <laughs> Highest war, punchable face, Nicolas Cage. That's all we really care about. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right. So, yes, welcome once again, the Almost Sideways Movie Awards for 2022. The most important segment, as always. Hey, there we go. Glad to see Pearl on the thumbnail. It's good stuff. Uh, most importantly, what are we drinking today? I like it. It's a wow. very nice, very nice. Great balls of fire right there. So for that, uh, first, we're going to go to Zach. All right. Well, I'm not drinking anything notable, but I'm going to use this time to talk to hijack my time and talk about my greatest gambling moment of the year. Which oh, there we go. Yesterday, <laughs> Todd Todd was a witness to it. So I won some money on Princeton Friday night. I love Princeton. I love betting on the Ivy League. So I figured I'd let that money run a little bit, and I put some cash down on a Kansas Princeton parlay. So Kansas had a big comeback yesterday. It was great. Great win over Baylor. So the second leg of the parlay, Princeton is playing Yale, and Princeton is up I like 63-46 with about eight minutes left. They've dominated the game. And I look at my, my betting app, and I'm, I'm set to win. If I win my bet, I get 125 bucks. I have the option to cash out at $121, so I would have to give up $4. I'm just kind of thinking, listen, I'm chill. It's Saturday. I don't want to sweat this one out. I'll just take the money. And wouldn't you know it, Yale not only came back and tied the game, they won it in overtime. It was one of the greatest moments of my life. Hats off to Princeton. Hats off to Yale. I love that Ivy League basketball. Great conference. And uh, you know what, boys? Sometimes you just got to cash out when it's running hot. And, and, and you know that something bad is going to happen. You don't want to sweat it out. You just want to chill. All right, all right, all right. You know, just keep living. Oh, yes, I'm well drinking. done. Well done. Uh, and all that to say you're drinking water today. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Didn't Todd, sound like it. <laughs> Todd, what do you got? Uh, I'm drinking wine. It's the Intruso uh, from the Grand Cuvie Intero- Interocera from... Uh, Bodegas Lo Nuevo, Spain. It's dark. It's uh, it's really fruity, and uh, yeah, it's pretty good. It's a nice glass you got there. It's good. Good. She is. All right, Adam. All right. Uh, well, for an almost sideways movie award time, we got some Suntory time. Uh, some short Suntory whiskey. Uh, so really excited to be sipping on some of this. Uh, Costco. Yeah, fifty bucks for the big. But, nice. Uh, Jar that. There we go. Well done. Well done. I'm pretty sure you don't call it a jar, but <laughs> maybe you can parlay this uh, awards broadcast. I had a couple a, already. You can get a second <laughs> career in Japan doing promos for them. There you go. I should. I should have opened like this for almost sideways time and make it a Suntory time. That, that's how you, you make it more like Roger Moore, <laughs> less Sean Connery. Yeah, so, good point. So for my beer of the of the week, uh, we uh, we just finished. Todd knows this. Uh, and Zach remembers this. We just finished LEST this weekend. And, uh, and which is a big thing around here. Uh, I did, uh, I was an assistant basketball coach for our, our middle school team this year. And we had a little, uh, a little like team party on Friday night. And the team understands, <clears throat> excuse me, understands our coach and got me a six pack of beer uh, <laughs> for, for the, yeah. So that's what I'm drinking. And it's it's a good one. It's uh, from Deschutes Brewing. It is the Mirror Pond Pale Ale. 
Nice. So that's what I'm drinking. So this is uh What's up, Amari? Yeah, this is on on, on behalf of uh of my basketball team. <laughs> <laughs> right on. Well, good. Cheers, everybody. Let's kick off this yes. first annual award show. Let's do it. Let's do it. And to kick this off, it's gonna feel like we're going a little backwards. And I'll explain why. We're kicking this off with best picture. And the reason for that is about a month ago, we did a, a whole podcast and a live YouTube video revealing our top 10 movies of the year. And in doing that, uh, we also revealed our website's top five movies of the year and even named our number one. So we've already kind of revealed it. So it's a little anticlimactic. We're not going to save it for the end because we already know what it is. However, we are going to announce once again what our top five movies of the year are well let's be clear they might have changed right mm, i don't maybe, think they've changed i hope they haven't saw, i hope they haven't we all saw eo and name and that's now our number one of the year but but we didn't oh, so okay. <laughs> so here are our top five movies of 2022 and the final award of the evening the almost sideways best picture lineup for 2022 All Quiet on the Western Front, Babylon, The Banshees of Inishirin, Tar, Top Gun Maverick. That was awesome. <laughs> it's so good. Well done, Adam. Uh, well it's sad done. that I know the Oscar ceremony that Nicholson and yeah. Cage were at. <laughs> how about <laughs> you guys from the O2 Awards? How about that uh that opening, that very first shot you saw from it? Remember? Any any guesses? Hugh Jackman. Oh uh, that's when he did that the Oscar thing stood up to. I don't know. But still good stuff it, I, it I, like ran, I like the random why is why is um why is uh greg kinnear here that's <laughs> yeah. uh that, yeah, that's wa- like the watching the, the strip show in little miss sunshine yeah <laughs> it's like <laughs> it's like yeah and so yeah those are our five our five uh best picture nominees and if you watched or if you've checked out our website almostsideways.com, you can check out all of our content there uh you know that at that um at that uh, podcast episode last month, we named our best picture of the year Top Gun Maverick. So that is our first job. I think we did a good we're job. giving out that we already gave out. We're going to have to do this differently <laughs> next year for best picture. But anyways, so it is now I time. How Nobody knows how we count the votes. Our, uh, so. our yeah, next one. It's a little, a little suspicious because we got three. Your guys, all three of your number one films were there. My number one film was nowhere to be seen. Very curious. I, I demand a recount. So we're going to talk yeah. a little bit later about how we tabulate the votes because Todd and I have been debating uh, quite uh, passionately about how we were going to do this for uh, the actual awards we're going to give uh, on this podcast. So and Top Gun Maverick was so good. Uh, would you all say it's better than the original Top Gun? Oh, yes. That's, yes. That's a Terry it, question. Easily. It is. Terry I, I put Todd. When we did our uh, our uh, top 100 of all time, was that last summer or two summers ago? I honestly can't remember anymore. <laughs> I can't uh, remember the night I either. Put, 20? Was it 20? 
I don't know. Yeah. Anyways, I put uh, I put Top Gun in my top 100 of all time. So it's getting close, wow. though. It's getting close to being better than the original. All right. So there are two different types real? of awards we're giving tonight, today, whatever this is. Uh, and uh, we're going to be, uh, like I said, we're going to be revealing nominations for the traditional uh, awards, your actor, actress, supporting actor, supporting actress, director, original and adapted screenplay. And then live, and you guys can participate in this conversation, we are going to be uh, debating and coming up with our nominations and our winners for all of our crazy weird categories that we do on our deep dives. So for that, we are going to start with the uh, amazing Larry, Big Tim, High Roller, but this time for 2022. The minor character of the year. Ooh. I like that banner. It's a good banner. It's good. <clears throat> Even though I haven't seen that movie yet, I still like the banner. Uh, so for 2022, the minor character of the year. Now, this isn't different than supporting. If you haven't been listening in, this is like random other character that we just kind of love. Uh, so that's what we're going to be looking at here. That's what we're going to be going for. The way we're going to put together our nominees is we're going to do it Mount Rushmore style like we normally do. We're each going to submit one that's going to be up for consideration. And then we're going to kind of talk through what other ones we considered, come up with a consensus fifth. If you guys want to con uh, contribute to uh, the conversation on finding that fifth one, we can. And then we're going to debate until we decide which one is our number one. So I think, I think if we do have a tie, like we each pick two of us, split the vote, and that we go to the, the viewer comments too that the break the tie possibly is that something that it's we possible. could do we, 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 we could do possible. that possible yeah I, I i see it more as just a conversation than a vote so we'll we'll see kind That's of where point. it goes from there uh but for the first uh submission as a nominee for minor character of the year we're going to todd so todd tell us get off tell us All who's right. your submission uh so i mean i have some really good ones i i've I wanted to go with, but I, since going first, I guess I'll go with one of the, the scenes that stuck out to me the most was the scene with uh, the character called The Wolf, played by uh, Benito Martinez Ocasio, or Bad Bunny in ah. uh, in Bullet Train. Oh, that's a good um, one. His his fight scene, he's the like the Mexican assassin. He's a, uh, it, it was, it was nuts. It was one of the, one of the things of that movie that, that made me like be on the verge of like really really liking it so i'll go with that one it, it's uh it's a little it, i mean he only had like one scene so i think i think it, it's good enough that's a I good like pick actually. i like it yeah that is a good pick that is a good pick all right so we've got one adam you're next who's your all submission right. You know, if this was like the the first film, not the second film, I think easily could be Mbaku could be the minor character for my that I would submit submit because Winston Duke is amazing. I got to do the plug. I had to do it. I say it true to myself. Um, I'm gonna go with a little horror film. I'm gonna go with Bruce Yamada from Black Phone. He's the all star baseball player there. Mm. He's played by Tristan Pravong, and. He hit that hit that slider. He almost had him, but he, hit, he knocked that ball out of the park. You could tell he's like a borderline stick man too, like in the making. He, he gets all the ladies' attention. He's just a super um, awesome baseball player. When I was putting this list together, I was like, I'm feeling that guy. He was there for a little bit. I, I, that's who I'm going to go with, Bruce Yamada from the Black Phone. 
I like I would say I would want to see more of him. So man, yeah. That's a good one. That's a good one. All right. So we've got two submissions. It's my turn now. My pick. I've got a couple really good ones, but the one I'm gonna go with is I'm gonna go with the character of Max, played by PJ Byrne. Uh, the uh, assistant director in Babylon, uh, who is most known for his uh, the, the Hello College scene where he just completely flips out and starts yelling crazily at everyone else. He's a guy who's like in Wolf of Wall Street and stuff like that. He's been in commercials. Uh, yep. he, uh, he had like one of the standout performances of the entire movie. And uh, it, it was really just one scene that he just shined in. And uh, it was one of the first names I thought of when we thought of minor character. Uh, yeah, that Hello College scene was hilarious. And he was the one that made it as, as funny as it was, I think. So that I had to go with him as my favorite minor character. And then we never saw him after that. Seriously, we never saw him again after the Hello College scene. That so, is true. Yeah, good call. Man. So that that's my pick. That's my pick. All that's right. Zach, give us our last uh, our last non-negotiable submission here. Well, you know, oftentimes the great minor characters are ones that come on like Dion Waiters and just drain threes with lots of flair and, and not a lot of substance, not a lot of or, but but a lot of dialogue and a lot of excess, uh, which I kind of feel like is both Todd and Adam's pick to some degree. I'm going to go with someone who makes their appearance because of the, their their relative lack of dialogue and how how they stick out in this movie and that is none other than um lieutenant robert floyd weapon system officer also known by call sign bob in top gun maverick because ah. bob <laughs> i mean he he probably could make some memes of his own i think we had a lot of questions about bob after the movie Doing some research, he was played by Bill Pullman's son, which is interesting. And uh, it's just, why does he have the call sign, Bob? It's never explained. It's the one thing in that movie that you really want to know more about. And uh, yeah, he, he, I think we need a Top Gun Bob as the third installment. Joseph Kaczynski, if you're out there, we have the, we have the idea. There's the pitch. Nice. I like it. We need a Top I like Gun those Bob. picks. All right. So we've got the wolf from, from Bullet Train. We've got Bruce Yamada from The Black Phone. We've got Max from Babylon. And we've got Bob from Top Gun Maverick. This, this <laughs> is amazing. so much. This I love is amazing. Pick. All right. We need a fifth. So okay. if, if uh, those that are watching, if yeah. you have any ideas of just some random, like one or two scene character from a movie in 2022 that you love, Cassie throw it out there. One. We're going to be throwing out some, uh, some other ones. Um, <laughs> The cameraman from Babylon in that same college scene. Uh, <laughs> like, how, how are we not talking here? about Toby Maguire in Babylon? Is that's yeah, that's, yeah, like, yeah. that's a, a scene. I don't know. I, I like I like Max better. I like the assistant. Uh, or the then the yeah. Is it the cameraman that dies? Is that the, the one cameraman who dies? Yeah, yeah, in, yeah. In yeah. College, yeah. poor guy. Okay, I think I have. I think I have one that will be potentially our consensus pick that no one's mentioned yet. And it is uh, John Ford, played by David Lynch in the Fablemans. It's not a bad I had one. him in a different category. It's pretty good. Oh, okay. He was in a different yeah. category. <laughs> that, that was one of the ones I, know I was... what category it's going to be. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. He has an eye patch. <laughs> <laughs> 
Well, anyways, anyways, I thought that'd be a good one. Our honorable mentions. It sounds like Todd had a lot, but oh, yeah, we're, th- that's how we're gonna come up with. That's how we're gonna come up with what our fifth one is because we've got four now. We need a fifth. Okay, yeah. it's not just gonna be the viewers then. Yeah, no, it's gonna be a combination of everything. Okay, so that that's the one. That's the one other good one I had on here. All right, uh, I, I got a couple ones. Yeah, some other people throw them out. All right, so I got um, Hondo from Top Gun. Was another one I was mentioning, but yeah, I think he had one. a little too much screen time there. Uh, the Joker, played by Barry Keegan in The Batman. Uh, yeah, that's a good one. Unseen uh, Arkham Prisoner is his character. And BAFTA winner Barry Keegan is what we yeah. call him. There we uh, go. Dan, uh, Dan, the pizza man from The Whale. I think that's another one. But oh, I think the, the, yeah. one, nice. the one that I that's thought of one. that I was like, holy cow, I'm not a big fan of the movie. <laughs> but how about Four Town from Turning Red? The band, Four Town. I was oh. thinking that too. I was thinking that too. That's good. So that's, that's, good. that's my kind of picks that I had. Zach, did you have any other good ones? Yeah, um, I had uh, Jenny the Donkey in The Banshees of Inisherin. Oh, of course. I <laughs> was low-key what I was kind of taking on character. a life of her own. Uh, yeah. This character might be too big to be considered a minor character, but Justin Long in Babylon deserves a shout-out because that guy comes out of nowhere in that movie. And Barbarian. I get, Barbarian. Oh, excuse me. But, uh, Barbarian. Sorry, wrong B. Uh, but uh, yeah, he's a great minor character. And then I was looking through the cast list of Dog, the Channing Tatum movie, which I know Todd and I both like. There's a yeah, lot of great like, minor I wrote characters down in that movie. Dog. Okay, which one did you write down? I, I wrote down Tamara, played by Jane Addams. I mean, there was a lot, though. There, there, there was a bunch of those, like, random stops he makes. But uh, Jane Addams and that whole story was one of my favorites. Yeah, I think the people working at the hotel oh. that are a little skeptical of Channing Tatum playing <laughs> uh, the blind man, that, that that was pretty good, too. But yeah. uh, I think that's all I had for now. Yeah, let Todd uh, do his things. We got a couple comments in the comments section, too. So but let Todd reveal his. Before Todd goes, I, I have one other one I want to I mention. The other good one I had written down was um, was Dave Bautista's mom in Glass Onion, led by <laughs> Jackie Hoffman, who just solves the entire puzzle box. It's a Fibonacci sequence. That I, that I I loved her, even though I think we barely ever saw her. But that her just shouting to the the speakerphone conversation of what's going on, I thought that was pretty amazing. All right, Todd, what do you got? Um, so I, I I had written down the unseen Arkham prisoner. I had written down Tobey Maguire in Babylon, whose name is James McKay. I had uh, I, as I said the character in Dog. I had uh, the Colonel played by Bill Murray in the Greatest Beer Run Ever. <laughs> uh, I think he has two scenes. He's really funny, and he should have. He could have been nominated for best supporting actor if he had a. a I few go more there scenes. and I give him a beer. I also had someone from Glass Onion uh, written down. It's the the efficient man played by Ethan Hawke, and it was really just like, <laughs> why, why is Ethan Hawke there, and why is he like looks so cool in that white suit? And um, and then I have basically the entire supporting cast of Bones and all. Uh, all of them, all of them deserve a deserve a shout out, but I won't say them all individually. Like David Gordon Green at that campfire yes, scene, and my, Michael Stuhlbarg, and uh, yeah, all all of them. We do have a couple comments coming in. We have uh, Tokyo for Days. We got Queen Shashanti from The Woman King would be a good one. Yeah, that's that's my my girlfriend Ashley. What's up? Good to see you. Thanks for joining. <laughs> that's, that's a good one. We got four. We got yes, four town four from town. Geekly Goods. Amari Forever, four town. We have Carrie Condon's character. I'm assuming from Banshees as well. That's too big to be a minor character, though. So, uh, what's that say? Because she's a librarian. Yeah, that, that yeah. makes sense. I, thank, yeah. thank you, Cassie. 
Yeah. <laughs> so we got a couple votes for Ford Town, but it was a it was a pretty a pretty good solid list that we came up with. All right. So what's our fifth? What's our fifth? The real Harry Styles and Don't Worry Darling. Ooh. The spit oh. that he spit. That's good. That's good. It's not that good. It, it sucks good. as a Wait. movie. Wait, so what 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 are we saying? I don't know. <laughs> he just said the real Harry Styles from Don't Worry Darling, and that that was that was a good idea. I don't know. So we gotta pick it's whether fit this and then pick our character. <laughs> okay. All right. I liked I liked uh, the prisoner and in, in, in from uh, from the bat from Batman. That's that was a good one. Insane. Yeah, you could extrapolate prisoner. that. Yeah. Okay. That was let's do it. Interesting scene in that movie, and, and you watch yeah. the deleted scene. It's amazing as well. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So insane Arkham prisoner from the Batman, which is Joker played by Barry Keegan, BAFTA winner and Oscar nominated Barry Keegan. Yes. Okay. So our our five nominees. Are the Wolf from Bullet Train, Bruce Yamada from The Black Phone, Max from Babylon, Bob from Top Gun Maverick, and Insane Arkham Prisoner from The Batman? Who are we going with here? I mean, I, I personally think Bob was a great idea. I... Bob is pretty good. Yeah, if you can't vote for your your own, I think uh, Bob Bob would be someone I would go for. I'm good with that. Let's do I'm it. good with really any of these. Let's do it. What's Zach's oh. favorite that isn't his? Yeah. Oh, um, of the of the ones that we mentioned, probably, I, I think Insane Arkham Prisoner actually. Nice. Yeah. I don't know. I don't. Re- I don't think I remember um, Adam's character. Yeah, he, it happened at the very beginning. He was like the first abducted kid you saw on camera. He was the baseball yeah, it, player. Yeah, he hits a whole oh. run off the kid. Yeah, okay. And then it's he gets abducted. Yeah. It's not the one that helps him it, it, or tries to help him, right? Or I don't know. Well, it is, I think it is. Yeah, isn't is it? it? Yeah. yeah, he helps a little he's bit. The one he's that, like, oh, he's one of the ones that he hears on the phone. Okay, yeah. well, whatever. I mean, there were a few of them. And I, yeah. to me, the more memorable minor character in that movie was, uh, you know, the, the schlubby guy who's watching TV <laughs> upstairs. That was, yeah, was doing drugs. Yeah. 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 <laughs> All right. Well, our first award given out today for favorite minor character of 2022, Bob from Top Gun Maverick. Yeah, I'm shocked you didn't go with that, Terry. I almost didn't say it because I thought you were going to do it. <laughs> it's a good one. I, I I was debating whether to nominate. Uh, I I thought Bob might have been a little too big, but yeah, I I like the John Ford from the Fablemans too. I thought that was a good yeah. one. Yeah. 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 I mean. That does fit the category pretty well. I, I hadn't even thought about. All right. Well, with that, it is now time to reveal our nominees for oh, our first major category. And uh, yeah, let's let's see how this goes. Um, so our first one is best supporting actor. And before we get into actually revealing the nominees, I have to go through a little bit about how we tabulated these uh, because Todd and I have been working. Well, Todd's been helping me theorize how to do it. And uh, then I put it together. So uh, for the way we've been doing our best picture, our best movie of the year is I would go through and look at, you know, if something was number one on a list, it got 10 points, nine points for number two, so on and so forth. But then, consensus kind of ruled so if something was like ninth on all four lists it got put ahead of something that was higher up but only on two lists because it was uh, it was a consensus we all liked it so i took that and kind of modified it a little bit and then todd had an idea of since we're just giving nominations what it should be something that 
there should be something everyone is passionate about on the list. And so uh, what we did or what I did is I'd had three different methods that I looked at as I went through and calculated our nominees. One was our regular method of just doing our best uh, or finding our best movie. One weighted it a little differently if it was higher up on your list. And then uh, there was another one where basically if something was tops on someone's list, but also appeared on another list, it automatically got put in and kind of went through like that. Uh, but also making sure that there was at least one top three nomination for everybody. So we all submitted our top tens in every category and went through and tabulated. I hope that made sense. It might not make Bravo. sense. Bravo. I mean, this is like Ken Mattingly in the simulator. I put a, in a, a, a lot detail. of work figuring this out. Wow. And I had a lot of fun with it. Now, here's one of the caveats. As I went through, uh, I couldn't come up with a top five. We have a top six for every category because there always seemed to be like the different the different uh, methods would agree on like four out of five and there'd be like one off. So I decided let's just go with six. I mean, there's only four of us. I, I think adding in a six one is OK since it's such a small pool we're picking from. So that's what we're going to go with. So with all that said. Here are our six nominees for Best Supporting Actor. And we're revealing them now. We're going to vote on it. And then in about a month when we do our Oscar preview episode, we're going to reveal the winners of uh, the major categories. So here we go. The nominees for Best Supporting Actor for the 2022 Almost Sideways Awards are Paul Dano for The Batman. Yeah. I wonder who voted for that. Brendan Gleeson <laughs> for The Banshees of Inishirin. Barry Keegan for the Banshees of Inishirin. Rory Kinnear for Men. Brad wow. for Babylon. And Miles Teller for Top Gun Maverick. Yes! So there you go. There are our six wow. nominees. Yes! Someone for wake best up, Paul supporting Dano. Actor. Yeah. He got nominated. For the wrong thing. <laughs> That's the but, right thing. That's the right thing. It really it's is. It's the right thing. I, I felt horrible. I didn't do the Batman. I did the Fablemans on mine, but I, I loved Batman got in there. And like I said, everyone, everyone's love lists it. are are uh, are in there, uh, are represented in, uh, in there. Uh, everyone's got at least one top three movie, I think potentially more than that. So there's our nominees for Best Supporting Actor for 2022. Uh, I think we did a pretty good job, don't you guys? Oh yeah, I, I gotta see men. I gotta see men. That's. Are uh, we that's... allowed to talk about our individual lists at all? We can. We can yeah, talk okay. about it. Yeah, we should. We should. We should run down our top tens real quick. Should we run down our top? No, I don't think we should. I think we should wait until we have a winner. Okay. So. Because because I, I think if we start saying where where everything fell on our list, we How might. About can, uh... can we say what's on our top ten, but maybe don't say where it was? Sure. Sure. Or maybe mention ones that weren't. Yeah, that weren't meant that aren't in the top six, right? Yeah. Oh, things things that missed that were in our list. I like that. I like that. So so okay. uh, mention the stuff that may have been on your list that missed missed the nomination. All that, right, that works. Okay. So, right. uh, yeah. How about um, Adam? You go first with that stuff that was right. on your list that missed the top six. All right. So I got uh, my Ethan Hawke for the Black Phone. I think that was a really good performance there. Hold on, I'm going to have a scene here. Um, damn, I hate reading. Um, <laughs> <fuck>. <laughs> Sorry. 
Um, yeah, uh, Daniel Brule for All Quiet on the Western Front was on there. We got a guy from nice. Black Panther 2 was on there. Uh, Theo Rossi from Emily the Criminal. Oh, and, yeah, that was a good that didn't make my list, but that was a really good one. If I had remembered that, that might have made my list. And I got uh, Brian uh, Tyree uh, Henry for Causeway, Causeway as well. So that's my other ones that's that just. One. Yeah, I didn't miss. Did just miss there. Missed. Yeah. All right. Uh, I'll go next. Uh, ones that missed my list. I had um, I had Harry Melling for the Pale Blue Eye. Um, mm-hmm. Ashton Kutcher for Vengeance. Jake Gyllenhaal for Ambulance. Oh. Um, Anthony yes. Hopkins for Armageddon Time. Uh, Ethan Hawke, but for Raymond and Ray, not for the Black Phone. And uh, I think that might have been it. So, Todd, how about you? Okay. Um, I I was really upset that uh, I didn't get on a, a Pedro Pascal for the Unbearable Weight of Massive Talent. Oh, that, that was yeah. absolutely one of my favorite sporting performances of the year. Uh, also, Mark Rylance and Bones and All, of course, one of the great, great performances of the year that Zach hated. Yes. But he was the only one that had seen it at the time, so I think that's probably why I didn't get on there. Um, Joshua Odrick for a movie I watched called Wildhood, which nobody's heard of. Uh, Alistair Petrie in The Cursed. He's like the main slaughterer guy in, in that movie that we reviewed at the beginning of the year. I, I that, move, that that guy just barely dropped off my top five. I and mean, he, he had been lurking there all year. He's I can still remember that specifically that performance oh yeah trevante rhodes in bruiser oh, and uh johnny flynn not the syracuse point guard uh the actor in, uh, <laughs> the, the outfit <laughs> johnny also... was that the guy that made all the threes in that sh- stupid championship game and no it was the one that in that six overtime game against uh, oh, okay it's yukon and then he got drafted by the timberwolves all right zach what was on your list that missed uh missed the nominee nominations well, I'm kind of shocked to not see Sean Harris from The Stranger. I know we all like that movie, and I loved his performance. It's probably lead. It's lead. Uh, I thought that was lead. Okay. Well, all right, sure. I mean, in the same vein, I also had Diego Calva for Babylon. I felt like he was more of a supporting, but obviously he got the lead. And, you know, so so obviously you know, over under on uh, debates about category fraud on this episode is like eight and a half. So we can just kind of <laughs> move on from that. I also wrote down... Christopher Abbott from On the Count of Three, uh, Burn Gorman in Watcher. He's the he is the Watcher. Um, Alex Lutz in Vortex. He's the drug addicted son. James Morosini and I love my dad. I I also had down more for fun. Pete Davidson in Bodies 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 and Wantro Herman Gomez in Hustle. Although I think both of them are very good. Very nice. Good stuff. All right. Nice. So, yeah, so these are our nominees for Best Supporting Actor over the next month. If there's anything on there we haven't seen, uh, we're going to have to watch it so that we can vote. And uh, and we'll, again, next month when we do our uh, our Oscar preview, we will announce our winners for those categories. So and we got a lot of people watching right now, so thank you guys so much for doing yeah. so. Make sure you guys are also hitting the thumbs up button and liking, sharing, and subscribing here on YouTube so that we can grow this channel out as more. And listen to our audio podcast, streaming almost sideways movie podcast anywhere where you're where you listen. Check the show notes; you can see where the uh, where to find us in different platforms down there too. What Adam said exactly. Good job. Well done. <laughs> Moving on, next category that we are going to debate and discuss and find our winner for is the best stick man. 
of 2022. Obviously, uh, Russell Crowe would be very much in the front of this race. That was a great, I mean, he's Zeus. It's not it's not a not a bad not a bad call there. You know how hard that was to think like how do I not go away when my pick for this thing but find something that would be relevant then I thought of this character I was like I got to put Zeus there. It, it just makes sense. We're honoring 2022. That movie's not good, but Zeus. Come on. All right, Adam, you're first up. Give us your oh. submission for best stick man. All right, let me take a look at my list here. Uh, there's two really good ones on here that I thought of. I was like, oh, got to This is tough. But I think the one I'm going to go with is from a little movie called Barbarian. And that is Richard Brake, uh, Richard Brake's character of Frank. He's the one that created all these different uh, people that oh. lives in this house. He is a, a grotesque wow. stick man, but he's a stick man nonetheless. Going so dark. Frank, the oh, dark man. stick man. It's a dark stick man. That is a <laughs> dark. dark st- was, was your other one Harvey Weinstein from She Said? I mean, no. man, <laughs> bring the party down. Okay, well, uh, if you uh, want me to give a better one, you guys not like uh, that? That's no, no it's, it's, it's on it, the list. It's on the list. It's it. done. What's done is done. It's it, it's there. It's good. It's good. We're going with it. Barbarian right. needs some love. Let's go. It does. It does. All right. I'm next here. My submission for biggest stick man of 2022 is uh is Weird Al portrayed by Daniel Radcliffe oh, in absolutely. Weird the Al Yankovic story. <laughs> I mean, if you if you've seen it, you know it's true. You know it's true. Weird Al, he's my submission. Okay. Yeah, it's it. Yeah. I, I mean, was considering him too. Absolutely. <laughs> There we go. The way he wrote his own character. (laughs) All right. Zach, you're next. Uh, I think this was a a mediocre year for Stickmen. Not particularly any shining examples, but the the one that really occurred to me first, and I can't shake from my head, is um, the character of Jackson in X, uh, played by Kid Cudi, because he is... uh, He's a legendary stick man for his era. Uh, he is quite accomplished at his skills. Uh, he uh, enjoys a, ver- a variety of paramours in that movie and suffers an unseemly fate. It, the question would be uh, whether his legacy will exist into Maxine, uh, the third one. Um, but I think uh, in 2022, I did not see uh, anyone, uh, except for maybe Russell Crowe, I suppose, reach his uh, <laughs> level of uh, uh, of stick manness. So, Kid Cudi, shout out. Good call. I had that as a, a, a talking point. Yeah, it's a good one. Jackson Hole is his name. There we go. Yeah, of course. <laughs> Jackson Hole, Wyoming. Jackson Hole. In, all right. In X. All right, Todd, give us the last uh, non-negotiable uh okay i mean i i did have mentioned uh weird al and uh, i had maxine from uh x so i mean i i I will avoid that one so i went with um andrew played by cooper rafe Uh, he's the main character in cha-cha real smooth Ah. which he has i mean he doesn't get it in a ton but he he does have that personality where he's i mean he's like a doing like children's bar mitzvahs and stuff but he but he's absolutely uh uh smooching with the uh the older ladies at the at the at the parties and stuff including dakota johnson's character and it's i mean it's a great movie and really underrated movie and uh he's a stick man 
he doesn't really want to be, but or he doesn't try to be. He just is. Yeah, Uncle Al from Black Adam is all That's I can all think I can... of. <laughs> Haven't seen Black bad... Adam. Not... I haven't either. Not a bad one. All right, so we've got right. Frank from okay. Barbarian. We've got Weird Al. Uh, we've got Jackson Hole from X, and we've got Andrew from Cha Cha Real Smooth. Uh, let's throw out what Some other ones that we considered. <laughs> um, okay, I got I got a couple more. Okay, go for it, Adam. We got we got we got Bastion from Marry Me. It's Jennifer oh, Lopez. that's Perfect. a great call. I never uh, saw yeah. it. I just remember the trailer. Yeah, you got uh, <laughs> Clint Briggs, who is Ryan Reynolds and Spirited. You can tell that guy's a stick man. It's uh, Ryan Reynolds. Yeah. Ryan uh, King Jesso from The Woman King. You can look at how many wives that guy has. Um, also, I think the one that I would I would throw out there, I would uh, really uh, say that we should put on the list is the projectionist from Pearl. Uh, because yeah, you could tell he's not Pearl is not the only person that going up the, the scarecrow from Pearl. Oh, there we go. I still need to yeah. see Pearl. Now we're talking, but the projectionist is what I'm I'm gonna throw out there as my my next one that we should uh, think about. All right, I, I've got I've got a couple too. Um, I said uh, Ethan Hawke's character Ray from Raymond and Ray, which you guys haven't seen, so it doesn't matter. Um. Yeah. Elvis from Elvis, you could say, is a is a pretty good stick man. Um, DJ Novak's character what? from Vengeance, I, I, he's a he's a pretty yeah. Good that's stick not man. that's not bad because he can't even remember this woman that apparently. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly, exactly. That's a good pick. And then, uh, and then, uh, I mean, Maverick. Yeah, she I mean, L- Lieutenant Pete Maverick, as as Zach likes to say. <laughs> <laughs> Pete Maverick. You, you gotta go. You gotta. You gotta consider him too. What, what do you guys have? I have one more. Uh, it's uh, I I had Greg from Bodies, 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 which is the Lee Pace character. Lee Pace. Oh, I was thinking that's that a good shot. I mean, he he just shows up um with these women that are way younger than him, and he's I mean he's obviously I mean he he's killing it with the ladies. So I mean, I thought that was a, one of the easy ones. I still can't tell that that's Lee Pace. She's back. <laughs> Pearl's back. Yeah. <laughs> Zach, did you have any other? Yeah, you I mean, you could go. You could go with Maxine. You could also go with Pearl too, uh, just as Not a bad. character. Uh, the only others I wrote down: Seth, Fab- Seth Rogen, and the Fablemans. I think deserve some consideration. <laughs> and then um, I think I also wrote down the dad in Apollo Ten and a Half. Because didn't they have like a million kids in that movie? And he's like a NASA engineer. So that's yes. that's impressive. Yes. It's good. I love that's it. Bad. That's not bad. I really like uh I, I like uh, BJ Novak. That is that's like a that's a like a sly stick man. Like you, you don't notice it in the movie, but it's kind of important for the story. So that's that 100 percent That was kind 100%. of smooth there. The word for that is douchebag. <laughs> Yeah, that's a good point. The word you're searching for, I can't say because there's preschool toys around. <laughs> there's, I mean, some of these do do kind of meld together, which is why we usually do stickman, douchebag, and punchable face all at the same time when we do a deep dive. But uh, yes, I, I feel like several of these could qualify for several categories. Do we want to go want to go with BJ Novak from Vengeance as our fifth? Do we unless have we any other with, comments? Unless we go with uh, Lee Pace. Yeah, that's yeah, good Lee, too. Both that's of them good, good too. Yeah, that or Bastion from Mary Man. I think that's the other I think one Lee, that got a reaction. Lee, yeah, ba- ba- I would go with Bastion. Yeah, I think Bastion's good. Even, I think Lee Pace is the only one that's seen, seen the movie. 
I'm the only one that's seen the movie, but I, I persuaded Zach to say yes on my pick. Well, all you need to see is the trailer to know that it's true. Yeah, it is true. See, Bastion, that's all, is so great, you know what I'm talking about. Pick. That would be my, my We're vote. doing it. We're doing it. Bastion for Marry Bastion. Me. No other awards show is going to recognize Marry Me <laughs> other than us. So screw You're it. You're also going to want to mention men, so... Yeah, that, oh, yeah men too, and that was man. like a like a tried and true nomination there for Rory here. <laughs> that is thirty characters he plays in that movie. There we Did go. Did anyone else? Cool. Not, okay, I'll, can I can I out myself? I nominated him. Did anybody else nominate him? Well, oh, yeah, oh, it's just me. Okay, so I, I will tell it. I will tell you this: there is only one nomination that only appeared on one list out of all the categories. Interesting. Okay, so I I, I have a couple other stats I'll I'll tell you in in a little bit. Nice. Okay. Um. All right, Shout so our, no our stickman, yeah, our stickman nominations are Frank from Barbarian, Weird Al from Weird, the Al Yankovic story, Jackson Hole from X, Andrew from Cha Cha Real Smooth, and Bastion from Marry Me. I mean, I I'm, 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 I'm leaning towards Jackson Hole then, because I, I also had him down as my list. If we're not going to, yeah, I think Jackson Hole from X. I think that's. I think somebody solid. from X needs to be the winner of this. So yes, yeah. I, Jackson Hole. My vote was going to be Bastion for Marry Me. I think that's, that's just amazing. <laughs> I don't even know what that is. Like, it's I mean, the, the singer that who uh, cheats the, on Jennifer Lopez yeah, in that movie. And that's why she is, goes after. And they were Wilson. supposed to be married on stage, and they had that hit okay, song called well, Marry Me. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I'm, I'm not. I okay. I haven't. It's not, it. it don't I watch. Guess. it. I remember. I, I, the, I remember free. the character. It was free. in the trailer. Yeah. Jackson, Jackson Hole works though. Okay. Great stickman name too. It, it, it is, it, I mean, it's a porn star. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. All right, are we going Jackson Hole from X? Yes. Yes. Done. So. Jackson Hole from X is our stick man of 2022. Way to go, Cuddy. Welcome to this party. Okay. We can't just always go with the one Zach picks, though. Oh, yes, we that can. That is true. <laughs> I, I, like, I like the one that none of us have seen. I thought that was brilliant. Okay. Moving on, it is now time to reveal another category and our nominations for that. And for uh, the next category, we have Best Supporting Actress. Best Supporting Actress. It's be interesting. Next, this is going to be an interesting one. So, a couple other, a uh, couple other stats I wanted to throw out there before uh, we move on. Of all the categories, so I said everyone is guaranteed to have at least one movie in their top three in each category nominated. There are two nominations that made everyone's top three. Everyone's top three. Wow. Everyone's top three. I'm not going to say what they are. I'll, I'll say it after we, we vote pick our winners no. and everything. It wasn't Bastion, apparently. Uh, and then there are four movies, or four, not four movies, four nominations that made everyone's top ten. So, In this all, category? In, in total, or... in, total in all okay. the categories. In all the categories. So, okay. Uh, I just thought those were kind of cool stats. All right, so here we go. Our nominations for Best Supporting Actress for the 2022 Almost Sideways Movies Award Movie Awards are Angela Bassett for Black Panther Wakanda Forever, Hong Chow for The Whale, Carrie Condon for The Banshees of Inishirin, Lashana Lynch for The Woman King, Yes, Michelle Williams for The Fablemans, okay. and Amy Lou Wood for Living. Wow, there we go. Interesting. That's a, that's a that's a damn good list right there. That's a great list. It looks like it could be like the Central Ohio Film Critics top six <laughs> or something like that. That is a really interesting group of 
performances. <laughs> Women King. There we go. Lashana Lynch. It's a good list. It's a good list. All right. So uh, so let's see here. I love it. Let's go over ones that didn't it. make our uh, that were nominated or that we had on our list but didn't make the list. So I'll go first. Uh, ones that I had on my list that didn't make the list were uh, Carrie Mulligan for She Said, uh, Mariana Trevino for A Man Called Otto, uh, mm-hmm. Emma Mackey for Death on the Nile, mm-hmm. uh, another shout out for Ambulance, Isaac Gonzalez. You didn't say uh, BAFTA winner uh, Emma Mackey, by the way. Yeah, BAFTA winner Emma Mackey? Really? She won the BAFTA today? She, she won the Rising Star Award. Awesome. Good for her. She's awesome in Death on the Nile. She was the best part about that movie. Uh, Claire Foy for Woman Talking and Nina Haas for Tar. Those were the other ones I had on my list. Nice list. Good. Yeah, nice list. Thank you. Thank you. Thank I like you, the Leo. list, too. It's a really All solid right. list. Uh, Zach. Uh, I had three actresses from Tar. Uh, so- Sophie Cower, Naomi Merlant, and uh, Nina Hess were all great. I also Which had. Was t- who was the first one? What she character was, was that? She was the cellist or the the violinist oh, from yeah. uh, Russia. Oh, okay. oh wow! Okay, good solid, good pick there. Uh, I also went with Tandy Wright from Pearl. She's Pearl's mother. Uh, yep, she was tremendous in that movie. Um, I had Dolly De Leon for Triangle of Sadness, and Todd will be happy to know I actually had Dakota Johnson in Cha Cha Real Smooth because she's by far the best part about that movie. Absolutely. The only reason to watch that movie. All right, Todd. Uh, so I had Nomi Merlant also, but for Paris 13th District, uh, which mm. everyone needs to see. And um, I had Julianne Nicholson in Blonde, who is, uh, that was the, the mother of uh, Marilyn Monroe. Uh, Claire oh. Foy in Women Talking, of course, uh, was the best performance in that. Um, I also had Dakota Johnson on my list. And uh, so it's kind of sad that she didn't make it on. Uh, Kristen Stewart in Crimes of the Future. And uh, Nicole Kidman in The Northman. Which is, uh, I don't normally like Nicole Kidman, but I think that might be like one of her top three performances. So, mm. wow, she's in my top ten. I still haven't seen The Northman. That's good. Adam, what'd you have? All right, I had uh, another actress from The Whale called Samantha Morton for one scene there. Really powerful stuff there. Uh, I think she's better than she said. I, yeah, I haven't seen it. Uh, Kiki Palmer and Nope. Uh, Rachel Sano from Bodies, Bodies, Bodies. Uh, she was also in Shiva Baby, which is a really great actress there. Uh, Stephanie um, Hazu from Shoot. Everything, uh, Sue from Everything Everywhere All at Once. And then I, yeah, so that's what I have there. So that's what that's worth talking about anyway. Yeah. Cool. All right. So yeah, there's our best supporting actress lineup. See, we're, we don't believe in category fraud. We know Michelle Williams was a supporting actress. Absolutely. What makes our podcast? What's better. funny is we just talked about uh, you know fraud in the last supporting actor <laughs> list, but regardless, we got this one right. We got this one right. We got this. One we all right. agree on this one at least. All right, Lashana Lynch, cool. man, that's oh so good that she got nominated. That's, I'm just so happy about that. It's a good nomination. It's a good nomination. Now, is right, the well, Amy going... Wood nomination is that like the uh, the Andrea Riseborough nomination of our awards? Like she just got in because you know there was a little bit of tomfoolery there, maybe with the voting at the end. Which yeah, one? I saw your hashtags <laughs> on the Twitter there, Zach. I don't think uh, we, we had three different methods of counting votes. I don't think that's a possibility. Okay, <laughs> yeah. I'm making sure. I think I think maybe Amy Lou Wood merit, merits an investigation, but okay. 
it, it, it made it. It made it on. It made it on. All right. Well, going from that, I'm looking here. I think Nicholas Cage, right? I, yeah, I'm looking. I think it's worst performance. Oh. I think that's how it was. Okay, we'll go. Night. We'll go. Uh, I think uh, I've got Nicholas Cage first. So let's go with Nicholas yeah, Cage first. Nicholas and we'll go back to worst performance. I may have put it in backwards on the, the slides, but we're all Nicholas good. Cage. All good. So our next category that we're going to debate is who would Nicholas Cage play in a movie? This is yes. always a great uh, a great conversation we have for every deep dive and so of any role in 2022 what's the best for cage that's what we're talking about that's what we're talking about it's good stuff this is a good list i had a lot of nominees like oh it's it's good it's gonna be good all right i get to go first in in submitting a a pick for this and uh oh man which one do i want to go with i've got so many good ones here um yeah i'm gonna all right okay my pick is going to be uh ladybug uh played by brad pitt in bullet train <laughs> okay he could totally like like him, him walking into a hit talking about all being all zen and stuff and uh and just all the different things that he spouts out that's just uh, that's just nicholas cage um and and nice. in doing this, also I realize that the kind of roles Brad Pitt is taking right now are the kind of roles Nicolas Cage could be taking right now, but yeah. isn't. I had a but, different uh, Brad Pitt character on my list. That's that's. Oh uh, yeah, thing. yeah. So so I'm going I'm going uh, Ladybug from Bullet Train. Right. Our second that, mention my, of, that's my is Bullet Cage. Train our most like nominated film so far. That's crazy. <laughs> uh, it's got two. I know it's got Ban- Banshees, obviously. Well, <laughs> well, yeah. Six or something. In, in these in these categories, it is the only one with two so far. All right, Zach, you're next. All right, I had a few written down, but I'm going to go with the one that has actually it's a performance that's already been mentioned on our episode so far, and that is Rory Kinnear in Men, because who else would do that role except for <laughs> Nicolas Cage, and who else could that's pull it point. off to the degree of Nicolas Cage? So I think that's sort of a no brainer. I like it. I like it. Good. All right, Todd, you're next. Um, so I mean, it depends on how weird I want to go. I mean, the the one that I feel like he could absolutely do and could and probably could have been cast in that role is Chef Slowick in uh, the Menu, which is the yeah. Ray Fiennes mm. character. Yeah, yeah that's good. him being this like crazy, strict, sadistic chef in um, on this island out there, and I don't know. I mean, I I think a lot of the the things that Ray Fiennes does, like they're they're cageisms, and I think that. Uh, it would be beautiful to watch him like play it up in there. I like it. I like it. Adam. A couple movies have been mentioned that I was actually thinking about. I think that's a good sign. Let's see here. Uh, what I'm going to submit here is I'm going to, I had a bullet train pick, but it was a little different. Um, but I'm going to think if you're thinking about. Uh, oh, you wanted to say Michael Shannon, didn't you? That's the yeah, white death. White death <laughs> nice. is what I was thinking of Michael Shannon in that movie. But uh, we're gonna switch it up here because this is the one you have to think about how he says things. And I can't picture this line being said by anybody else but Nick Cage. It's cashmere. That's a horrible impression. But that's from Danny Sharp from Ambulance. That's uh Jake Gyllenhaal's character. <laughs> yeah, I about going, that too. you're going back, you're going back to like prime nineties, Michael Bay, you're going 
Uh, he's teaming up. This mm. he's making this movie right after The Rock. It's it's perfect casting. Uh, you got Mike Nicholas Cage as Danny Sharp in Ambulance. That's a fantastic choice. I was considering that one too. I had that one on my list as well. It's Cashman. <laughs> I haven't seen it, but one. it was on my list too. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so let's talk about what else we were considering. Uh, and again, if you guys have any uh, any suggestions to throw out there of something Nicolas Cage should have played. Um, let's see here. What hasn't been said? Uh, I think uh, I think there's a world where uh, the character's name is Lyle Tarr and, uh, and Nicolas Cage is the star of that movie and could totally pull it off. Um, I, could, I, I could see it. I could see, I could he- see him being the star of Tarr. And and the the, the elephant in the room here is, I, can can we mention the unbearable weight of massive talent? I mean, he plays himself, and he's actually in, but he's in the movie. I don't know. Well, that's why I have him as my highest war. Spoiler. Alert. <laughs> yeah. Spoiler. That's, that is true. I thought the elephant in the room would be Superman and DC League of Super Pets because it'd be oh, Superman again. Nice. <laughs> Anyways, that, that was all I had. I, I wrote down five for for every category, and three of my five are nominated. So I think we are all kind of on good the same sign. wavelength. I, I had a few more, actually. Go for it. Um, I got a Jack, a Jack Trainer. Uh, from Babylon as Brad Pitt's character. I, th- I think he could actually somehow do that character as well. Um, the movie star from The Menu was another one, John Leguizamo's character. I think he could play that character in a little bit, um, in a way. Um, Antler's Hoist from uh, Michael um, uh, Michael Wilcott's character from Nope. He was the film director there at the very end. Oh, yeah. yeah. I, I had him written down as well. That, that's also, uh, Deidre, who played Jamie Lee Curtis, plays in Everything Everywhere All at Once. I think that would be an interesting dynamic. <laughs> for, for the IRS. Yeah, <laughs> Cage in that oh. character. It would be hilarious. Oh, that would have that would have been good. That would have been good. Uh, well, the other ones I had written down, other than the ones that have been mentioned, are uh, I had, uh, of course, Sully, which is the <laughs> Mark Rylance character in uh, Bones and All. Yeah, I mean, because just like <laughs> yeah, I don't know, just there, there's the image of him just like eating that that lady's ass, like literally. <laughs> and uh, I mean, I just like Cage would just absolutely own that. And also, I also had Cyclone, which is the uh, John Hamm character in Top Gun oh, Maverick. I mean, that he could do that in his sleep, and I think it, he probably would have played it a little bit better than John Hamm. That would have been good too. Zach, do you have any others? Uh, I had Toby Maguire in Babylon, Ashton Kutcher in Vengeance. But I think the real winner here, the real elephant in the room, quite honestly, is Elvis. Because <laughs> we know that Cage has played an Elvis-like character, but Honey, I would want to see him as the colonel. Oh, I mean, that, that would have been an immediate improvement over Otto. <laughs> Otto. <laughs> All right. So, so what are we going with here? Gyllenhaal. No question. Jill, well, he's on the list. Uh, we, we need I a nominated fifth nominee already. first. Oh, I thought we were picking a winner. Okay. No, we need a fifth nominee Sorry. first before we can pick a winner. <laughs> well, yeah, we already know my winner. Yeah. Um, I, I think uh, Michael Wilcott's character in Nope is a good one. That's that the. I mean, I, yeah, I th- I like that one. I'm good with that. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I, he was on one of my the five I wrote down. So I mean, I'm good with that too. All right, Michael Wilcott's character. No, so we've got. He's a Wincott. What? He is Wincott. 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 Right. Yeah, Wincott. you look it up. Yeah. And double Wincott. Okay. Well, Adam says he doesn't like reading, so he probably. Yeah. 
All right, so we got Brad Pitt's character in Bullet Train, Rory Kinnear's character in Men, characters in Men, Ray Fiennes' character in The Menu, Jake Gyllenhaal in Ambulance, and Michael Wincott in Nope. Zach's voting for Jake Gyllenhaal in Ambulance. Yeah, this is the, that I think the I Stanley Stanley it, it is it is it is totally Stanley Goodspeed incarnate right there. I agree. I can go with that. I'm on board with that. Yeah, if I didn't, if I couldn't pick somebody that I already nominated, it would be uh, Chef. Uh, yeah, Chef, Chef, Chef Slowick. Slowick. Slowick yeah. It's between I, those two. Yeah, I mean, I, I I, I could go either way, but if you guys want to go with Danny Sharp, obviously I'm fine with it. Uh, I would be intrigued Dan, by Nicholas Cage's Dan. performance of Bastion. That's oh, there we go. <laughs> That's the one. Yeah. All I right. Think, I think ambulance is the clear winner. Well, from from the cager, we now go to the worst performance of the year. Honoring the best of the worst. Honoring the best of the worst. Look at how many actually good actors are in that picture there from from the bubble. Horrible movie. Well, that's what that is. <laughs> that that is the bubble. You're like, what the hell, Adam? What what picture is this? <laughs> All right, worst performance of the year, uh, and we are going to Zach first for his submission to the nomination. So I can talk list. about Mark Rylance and Bones and all. He oh. sucks. He's <laughs> terrible. He's one of the well, yeah, one of the best of the year for sure. Absolutely, yes. uh, in, in a movie that was pretty bad to begin with, and you know, for him to beat out all of those cast members from the bubble, and to beat out Tom Hanks and Elvis is an impressive feat. So my hat's off. Mark Rylance's hat's off to Mark Rylance, a uh, great character actor who was also pretty bad in the outfit. But this this one is it's it's legendary. And I, I YouTube creators out there, let's get the let's get the highlight reels going. I want to see it. All right. So we've got Mark Rylance for Bones and All, which made Todd's top 10 of best supporting actor. Todd, mm-hmm. <laughs> you're next. Oh, okay. I mean, <laughs> this is this is not easy. Boo. <laughs> Pearl, Pearl, Pearl was Pearl disagrees. I don't know. I guess Pearl's back. Okay. I think there was enough sex in Bones and all for Pearl to like. <laughs> Man, this. Uh, I mean, I have some really good ones. Um, I don't know. Okay, so the one that I I thought. I mean, especially if you're just talking about overrated and not good at the same time. I'm going with Adam Sandler and Hustle. Like Ooh, there is wow. there is something about that performance that just made me so bored with watching Sandler, which never happens. Like all the good things about him as a dramatic actor, he doesn't do, and he doesn't do any of his comic things either. He just isn't very interesting in that. And so the fact that this is the performance that got him his SAG nomination is like just ridiculous. I I'm gonna I'm gonna submit that one, even though it's probably not the absolute worst. It it just is one of those that it always it sat with me all year. Wow. All right. Some, some big ones that people love on our list. That's yeah, great. We're, get, we're getting controversial now. Okay. Adam, you're next. Make sure you guys like before you dislike, please. All right. Uh, <laughs> all right. Uh, so the one that I thought, they even made a YouTube video about how bad this was. It's uh, Campbell Scott in Jurassic World Dominion. Dotson. Oh, Dotson. Dotson here. Oh. Yeah. It's, uh, he is horrible in Jurassic World Dominion. He does not know what he's doing. He like he like does a bunch of weird motions and like pauses and can't like articulate. I don't know. It's just a bad performance. There's a whole YouTube video. I, I found of just Campbell Scott just doing really bad things. He's eating a lot randomly. He's like, he's trying to be Brad Pitt in oceans 11 trying to eat a lot in every scene. Uh, it's weird. Um, he, he bows for no apparent reason. Uh, Campbell Scott, Jurassic world dominion. 
I don't uh, even remember him in that movie. He's the bad guy. He's the one yeah, that's the running the company that's running the, the whole dinosaurs thing. the bad guys? Well, yeah, he's always version. men are always the bad guys. Yeah. <laughs> Man, that's good. Okay. Uh so my turn now. I'm gonna go. Man, I've got some great ones here that haven't been mentioned, but uh I'm gonna go with uh Zach Efron for Firestarter. Ooh. That's my pick. That's my pick. <laughs> That was wasn't that, that movie was horrible and he was not he didn't help. He tried, you know, he put in put in some solid effort there. I don't he know. He tried. He tried. That's all I'm gonna go with. All right, so we've got Mark Rylands Bones and all, mean. Adam Sandler for Hustle, Campbell Scott for Jurassic World Dominion, Zach Efron for Firestarter. Uh the other one I was debating between uh, it was between him. I've got a couple others. Uh Tom Hanks, but for Pinocchio. Because that was horrible. Mm-hmm. Um, I had Pierce Brosnan for The King's Daughter, which none of you saw. And then John Bradley for Moonfall, which none of you saw. Mm. Um, but yeah, Samuel Tarley in, uh, in, from Game of Thrones oh, in yeah. Moonfall playing a physicist that goes into outer space. Bad. Uh, I think in the trailer, there's actually lines, I can't believe I'm in outer space. And like, we can't either. Yeah. So <laughs> um, what? any others you guys have? Yeah. I got Russell Brand from Death on the Nile. He's pretty bad in that one. Uh, Trace, oh, he wasn't too bad. Trace Atkins from Maneater. There's this giant, like, he plays this hero of this giant shark movie that's, like, super lame. Uh, Jeff Daniel Phillips from The Munsters, uh, the Rob Zombie Munsters Netflix movie. Uh, Julia Stiles for Orphan First Kill. Just really, uh, yeah, bad in there, too. Okay. All right, the ones I had were I had Tom Hanks and Elvis. I had uh, Greta Gerwig in White Noise, which is an actress I love in a movie I hate, and she's awful in it. Uh, mm. Chris Pine in Don't Worry, Darling is just atrocious. Oh, I thought about him too. Yeah. Uh, Daisy Edgar Jones in Where the Crawdads Sing, and the one I really wanted to say if I didn't say Adam Sandler was Ben Wishaw in Women Talking. Ooh, just, I, I had thought about awful. that too. Yeah, I thought about that. I'm surprised no one did say that. Zach, what do you got? My, ben Wishaw was one of my honorable mentions as well. I don't know how we keep Tom Hanks off this list. Uh, that's <laughs> truly awful. Tom Hanks in all three but, of his movies. But, yeah. yeah. He's well, good maybe, in auto. Maybe we can we, we go like, can we go the golden raspberry route where we just like say, you know, like Tom Hanks. Tom Hanks. Just writ large. I also have the entire cast of the bubble. I mean, we could just collectively give them an award. Um, and then I had also uh, Harry Styles in Don't Worry, Darling. Nice. Because that was the one that got more notoriety of being an actually bad performance. His spit got more notoriety. notoriety. Yeah. Spit All right. So are we going Tom Hanks? Yeah, Tom. I would say Tom Hanks Pinocchio because I've heard horrible things about that. But also Elvis, too. You guys all saw Elvis. You guys didn't like him in there. So maybe just that's the winner. It should be Ben Wishaw. I mean, we all, none of us like, we, we all were like the same yeah, on that movie, and we all hated his performance. Yeah. Yeah. yeah Mitch and Ben Wishaw is our fifth. I'm yeah. thinking Ben Wishaw has got to be it. Let's do it. Ben One Wishaw. of Todd's right. early nominees. One of his few misses with his Oscar predictions, but okay. a noble miss. My, my, so we've got Mark Rylance, Bones and All, Adam Sandler, Hustle, Campbell Scott, Jurassic World Dominion, Zach Efron, Firestarter, Ben Wishaw, Women Talking. My vote is Campbell Scott by far. By, I've never seen it. I don't remember him in it, and I I feel like there were worse performances in it. Sam Sam Neil looked dead. 
Sam Neill, Chris Pratt are both great picks. Chris Scott is doing is doing like an impersonation of Mark Rylance's impersonation of Steve Jobs from Don't Look Up. Um, like that's the best way to describe him. (laughs) Can we have Mark Rylance have the worst performance two years in a row? I know we didn't do this last year, but he would have won for the Comet movie, right? Don't look (laughs) up. Probably, probably. All right, or or do we just go Ben Wishaw? I mean, I, I I thought there was a chance that all of us would have said Ben Wishaw, which is why I didn't go with it when I said it. So yeah, maybe that's the that's maybe the pick. Yeah, the fact, maybe... the fact that we all agree, Ben yeah, Wishaw, women talking, the man in in women talking, <laughs> the one man <laughs> in women talking. All right, so Ben Wishaw, worst performance of 2022 from women talking. Yay! Next category. We pick the both men about women movies. Yeah. It's time to reveal our nominations for best original screenplay. Is that a Cap Captain Morgan commercial? No, that's Triangle of <laughs> Sadness, bro. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Best original screenplay are six nominations for best original screenplay are After Sun. Yes. Babylon. Okay, good, good, good. The Banshees of Inishirin. Nice. On the Count of Three, Tar and Till. Some heavy hitters there. Interesting. I like On the Count of Three getting in there. I haven't seen that yet, but I love that that's in there. That is That makes me get to, me, me to watch that movie. And I have to watch Till now. That's awesome. It's a good list. It's it a really, a really solid, solid list. list. Interesting. I good. I I mean I, I don't know. I'm just saying like n- notable uh so far uh lack of everything everywhere all at once, which uh, I think is uh if you listen to our podcast, you know why. That's a very valid point. <laughs> that is a very valid point. There there has been no everything everywhere all at once yet in any of the supporting categories or original screenplay. Uh all right, let's talk about what uh what missed that was on our list. Uh let's see here. Uh, who, who, uh, I did, who did, uh, worst performance first? I did. Zach did. So Todd. Mark Rylance is not on this list. That's right. That's right. So Todd, uh, what, what missed your list or what was on your list that missed this? Uh, so I had, uh, Duel, which was on my top 10 and I don't think anybody else saw it. Uh, Return to Soul, uh, ditto, uh, Cha-Cha Real Smooth, uh, Saint Omer, which, uh, just barely, got knocked off my top 10 um seven days which i've been hyping up for like it seems like a year and the outfit all right adam what it was on your list um i had the menu a barbarian was there resurrection the woman king the fablemans nope and kimmy would be ones that missed my list mm. yes all right Interesting. Uh, ones that missed my list or that were on my list that missed this were uh, Vengeance, Marcel the Shell with Shoes On, uh, Everything Everywhere All at Once, RRR, Ooh, good one. Uh, Armageddon Time, The Unbearable Weight of Massive Talent. Oh, that's a, yeah. Uh, Elvis and Turning Red. No. I had hmm. on my original screenplay list. I know you don't like it, but it was. It was it was a solid one. Zach, what missed? Uh, what was on yours that missed? I had uh, Vortex, uh, Watcher, Kimmy, um, I Love My Dad, 
uh, Emily the Criminal and this French movie called Delicious, which is all about food. But uh, yeah, th this, is a, this is a solid list, though. And this was maybe the hardest category because there were a lot of really good original screenplays this year. Adapted, not so much. Yeah, this that, is I a do. solid list. I, I, well, there's two of these I still need to see. Yeah, I still need to see on the count of three until, but I'm, I'm, yeah, really, uh, really solid list here, man. I'm really happy that you got nominated. Yeah, cool. There we go. And none of these will win at the Oscars, so. It's well, I guess better. Banshees could win. Banshees but... could win. Banshees could win. Yeah. All right, it is time to move on now to our next debated category, which is. The film that didn't meet expectations, most disappointing film of 2022. That's kind of how I looked at this one. So we're going to go, Todd. What was your most disappointing film of 2022? I mean, it depends on what how big your expectations were. But for me, I mean, it has to be the bubble. Like, I mean, I have loved every Apatow movie like that he's directed. And the fact that he did that movie is just, I mean, it's heartbreaking. It was so bad. I, I mean, I, I don't think anybody's mentioned that movie as much as we have. And uh, you know, it's, it's, an, it's a horrible movie by one of the great comic filmmakers of my lifetime. So I think that's as disappointing as it gets. I like it. I like it. That's a, that's a good one to put on there. All right. Adam is going to be next. Oh, Adam's back. Adam, you're next. Uh, most disappointing film. All right. Most disappointing film. So I had a couple ones that I really wanted to mention, but I also didn't want to spoil my pick with the, the slide either. Um, but I think the one that my family and I were really ex excited for and were inevitably led down by was Hocus Pocus 2. Um, ah. So Hocus Pocus is a, a family classic that we watch every Halloween and quite frequently, like throughout the year as well. I'm going to Hocus Pocus 2. It was great, great to see these three iconic characters back on screen. The movie just kind of sucked. And even my wife's like, this is really horrible. So my nomination for movie didn't make, meet our expectations was Hocus Pocus 2. All right. All right. I'm next. My pick. I am going with Spirited. Just was hmm. not a fan of the movie. And going into it, I mean, it's <laughs> Ryan Reynolds and Will Ferrell. Bangers here. <laughs> Ryan Reynolds, Will Ferrell, music by Justin Paul and Benj Pasek. It just, nah, nah. Didn't love it. It was just, nah. I have not seen it. I don't know. Interesting. So, All right. Zach. Well, I really only had two on my list, and one was from a filmmaker that I didn't really love that much, and the other was from a filmmaker I did love. So I went with that film, uh, and that film is White Noise, which I think we all roundly kind of hated and could have been so great. I mean, it really, like, how many more of these Adam Driver, Bombach, uh, you know, collaborations are we really going to get? And uh, that one, which I actually think I may have liked more than anyone else on the podcast, still qualifies as a huge disappointment and misfire. Yeah, great call there. Cassie also says, Hocus Pocus could have been better. So there we go. Could have been better. Good pick on your uh, white I noise there. Better. Oh, All right, the other um, ones that I was thinking of... Uh, if anybody comments, like we, you can do that too. Um, I had uh, Deep Water, 
which I originally had on my Oscar Netflix predictions movie. a year ago. That was just a bad idea, but I mean, it didn't. It didn't wasn't as good as it could have been. Uh, Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. I mean, I love the first Doctor Strange, and I love Sam Raimi movies. This I did not like at all. I was also kind of let down by the whale, and I, I, I mean, I'm all over Aronofsky movies. Uh, Bardo also by just a genius filmmaker did not did just didn't do it for me. And the Fablemans I think was probably the most let down for any of us because it was just one of those like, yeah, it was uh, okay. That's good enough, but that wasn't <laughs> what we were supposed to think. Yeah, yeah, I. I had the Fablemans on mine as well. And the other big one that I had on there was uh, Lightyear. Oh, that's a solid choice. It, yeah. it was not as good as it could have been. Yeah, it was not so. up to the Toy Story standard. But, right, you know. right. Toy Story 5. Anyway. Um, oh, God. Anyway. Um, nice. Uh, my, my, my list, too. Um, Halloween Ends is one that I thought of. Uh, Jurassic World Dominion is another one I really was excited for because I like the other two Jurassic World movies. Uh, Doctor Strange, The Multiverse of Madness, and Uncharted because The Last of Us TV show is way better. It's the same creators of both video game and properties on the screen. So Uncharted mm. would be my other option. I liked Uncharted. It's a fun movie, but I just that was one of my favorite game franchises along with Last mm. of Us made by Naughty Dog and Neil Druckmann did both of those, those properties. I just feel like they could have been a little better, and I think Mark Wahlberg is totally cast. But I don't anyway. know. I th I think Uncharted was exactly what you would expect it to be. But that's kind of what I was. That's a good yeah. point. So that's why I didn't go with it. But uh, yeah, Doctor Strange, Multiverse of Madness, my other pick. So Zach. Yeah, this has been a great year for movies that didn't meet expectations. Uh, many, many. Don't worry, darling. Was really the other one I was thinking of. Um, Bones and all. Thor: Love and Thunder. Amsterdam, The Bubble, Elvis, The Black Phone, Armageddon Time. Uh, for me, The Outfit, The Survivor, which was that random um, World, oh, World War II Holocaust. Ben Foster. Ben Foster. Boxer some, of those movie. some of those, you were uh, never going to like Elvis. You were never going to like... Oh, I wanted. I love Moulin Rouge. I like Baz Luhrmann. I, I've actually liked his mm. movies. At, at, um, uh, you were never going to like Amsterdam. You don't like David O. Russell no, at all. I do, I do like David o. I even like Joy. Um Anyway, I, one. <laughs> no, I, I like I like American Hustle, but I'm just I, like Gosh. those movies were all like even even if I wasn't going to love Amsterdam, I didn't expect it to be quite that bad. So I don't know. I guess it depends on your definition. The fact the outfits on my list because you guys had it so high. So my expectations were based on uh, you guys loving it rather than the movie wasn't terrible. It just wasn't as good as you guys built it up. To so be. it's your fault. Exactly. Yes course all right so what's our fifth uh Dr. i mean Strange. the fableman's probably is i that's think we all kind of feel the same about that yeah i think that's fair dr strange is another good one but i think you got to put the fableman's on there i i like the whale i know adam adam liked the whale but i i mean a actually as a movie but i think the whale was pretty unwatchable <laughs> I can understand that one. If we were doing like a nice film, I knew the whale was going to be mentioned. So, I like I like the whale. I don't know I feel like the Fablemans is more of a consensus disappointment. All right, definitely one that slipped down my list because that was one that people thought could be I on mean, my I top just, ten. The the problem I have with the Fablemans is it's actually a good movie. I gave it thumbs up, and you get these other movies that are all just trash that should have been considerably better. Like, but. 
I, I understand the categories about expectations, but to be clear, three out of the four of us gave the Fablemans thumbs up. Just not the, you know, not the sentimental person on this podcast. <clears throat> yep. Yep. I, I did not. I did not give it thumbs up. All right. So the bubble, right? Yeah. Yeah. The, <laughs> the, bu- the bubble is the most disappointing. I mean, I think we all are big Judd Apatow fans. Like that's, a, that's not a bad shout to go with that movie. Yeah. It's fair. Yep. All I right. Most disappointing movie of 2022, The Bubble. Also, probably our consensus worst movie of 2022, The Bubble. All right, moving on. Which we're, one we're wins? rolling right along now. What? Which one wins? Is the bubble the winner? The bubble's the winner. Yes. The bubble's the winner. Okay. That works. Good All call. right. Now it is time for the reveal of our nominations for best adapted screenplay. Best adapted screenplay. Here we go. Our nominees for Best Adapted Screenplay, our six nominees are All Quiet on the Western Front, The Batman. Oh, yes. Paris 13th District. Mm, wonder who wrote yes. that one. Pearl. <laughs> the Stranger. Nice. And Top Gun Maverick. Dude, that is a killer wow. lineup, dude. Wow. So, pretty, so basically, everybody has to see Paris Thirteenth District. Yeah. So, so spoiler alert: the one movie that got, or the one thing that got nominated that was only on one list is Paris Thirteenth District. I'm not mad at because it because Todd's That's the great. only one that's seen it. <laughs> I'm not mad. That's at ridiculous. It. Okay, so uh, that means none of you had women talking in your top ten. Nope. That that is crazy to me. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I'm pulling a red flag on this one. I'm like, you know, Andy Reid in the Super Bowl. Like, how did Paris 13th District, which only one of us has seen make this, but my number one isn't on here. But I don't think anyone's seen it. So so here's here's how the here's the rule. So the rule was that everyone was going to have at least one movie in their top three represented in the nominations. And if you had one that was on someone else's list, that's the one that was represented. So what this means is Todd did not have any of his top three on anybody else's list. So he had to have one on it from there. So spoiler alert, this was Todd's number one adapted screenplay because it was none of his top three were on anybody else's including women talking which is where you (laughs) where you you had your number one wasn't on anybody else's list but one of your either your second or your third were so that's why that's why your number one isn't on the list but you have either your second or third on the list oh whatever that's that's weird that's like the oscar that's trying to please everybody this is the weirdest this is the weirdest one It, it is the weirdest one i will say that but uh, that's, that's the one time it happened. It's if, I had, time. if I had known that, I would have changed my second and third votes, third place votes, so I could have my number one represented see, on and, the list. See, that's well. Yeah. See, and I, I came up with the rule after I, I I had already thought through my list and stuff. I don't know. Anyways, so there's our list. There, it is the one that has kind of an outlier in there. 
It, it's the only time these this are, happened. The, the, the one silver lining is that these are all good movies, although I haven't seen Paris 13th District, but all, all of them are, are it's good It's a random movies. French movie. Like... <laughs> You're going to like it, Zach. I'm sure I will. I, I'm trying What's to. What's funny is that's going to be the movie that wins on his list. He's going to vote that. That's going to win. It's the best part. I love The Stranger being on here. Yeah. I mean, the fact that that, that got on here mm -hmm. is awesome. It's just awesome. All right. So, uh, Adam, what was on your list that uh, didn't make this list? Um, after Yang, um, Prey. I had The Whale, but I understand that not being on the list. Um, and yeah, The Black Phone, too. So, All right. Uh, stuff that was on my list that wasn't on this. A Man Called Otto. Uh, she said Glass Onion. Uh, the Whale. Bullet Train, The Black Phone, and 10th uh, on my list was The Bad Guys, because I wow. thought that was pretty cool. A better screenplay than Women Talking. <laughs> yeah. Just, okay. Don't think about it, Todd. Just just tell your best. All right. Uh, mine... Um... I had uh, Bones and All, of course, because I love that movie. Women Talking, I, as I've been saying, uh, Clerks Three oh, is one of the one of the great screenplays yeah. of the year. Uh, I also had Living, which I was kind of surprised didn't make it on here. Um, Confess Fletch, which was you know pleasantly surprising movie. I mean, I really liked that. And uh, and Glass Onion. Zach, what was on on your list? Yeah, I don't. That know wasn't on here. I don't know why Living isn't on this list either, because I had pretty high on my list. I also had uh, uh, The Forgiven, uh, which was the better Triangle of Sadness movie. Um, I had She Said, not That's What She Said. That's what Michael Scott thought the movie was about. Um, <laughs> and then I'm not, I'm not proud of these ones because it was a weak category, but I also had Fire Island and Guillermo del Toro's Pinocchio. It was damn hard coming up with adapted screenplays. Just not women talking, apparently. I hadn't seen women talking when I submitted this, so uh, uh, it would probably make my list now. But just that for would, that uh, would have changed things then. Just for reference, living came in in eighth. So it was close. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I haven't seen living either. So that's, the, fir that's the first one to miss was she said. See both movies I hadn't seen yet. So. All right, so that is our best adapted screenplays. Moving on now, it is now time, and and Adam, I love what you did here. This is good. Movies that exceeded <laughs> expectations. Exceeded <laughs> one of our expectations. <laughs> Most surprising movies of the year. Um, yeah. <laughs> thumbs up. Uh, and I think I'm I think I'm first one to uh to talk on this one go ahead i think nominate it do it oh, wait no i think it's adam i think it's adam's me. first adam you're first on this one all right uh so when i was thinking about this list exceeding expectations so it's another it's a it's a franchise film it's like number six or seventh in its franchise it's a franchise that has been kind of dull and stagnant for a long time and this little movie came out on hulu that kind of blew me away and was really amazing and i'm going with prey um the predator another predator movie it was a fantastic um, film that uh, ex definitely exceeded my expectations because I thought a AVP series was kind of just dull and boring and kind of 
outstate its welcome. Predator Two, yeah, it's fine. Uh, it really hadn't had a good sequel since Arnold's original film. Predators with Adrian Brody is fine, but Prey is definitely the second best film in the whole entire Predator franchise. So I have to go with Prey as definitely a film that I wasn't expecting anything from this movie, and it exceeded expectations. Really great movie that even has one of the better female-led performances of the year as well. So Prey. All right. Still haven't seen that one. I'm next. I mean, I feel like I have to go with A Man Called Otto now. I had other ones on the list, but yeah, I'll do it. A Man Called Otto. I, I didn't think I was curious about this There's movie. a better choice for you, Terry. Come on. Is there? I don't know. What, or, I don't what know. about your number one movie of the year? That, I think, well, exceeded you know, everybody's yeah, expectations. That, well, no, I mean, that, that's not the one I was even thinking. I'm thinking of, like, I've never seen anything from this franchise before, and yet I'm going to have to go see this movie <laughs> with Steve-O. And, you know, I'm giving it three and a half stars. I think that's probably Terry's biggest Dude, yes. film of the uh, year. Surprising. Make it happen. No, it's a good one, though. Yeah, I'm doing it. I'm yeah, doing it. <laughs> it's it. nominated. I'll... I'm taking, oh, yeah. I'm taking your uh, your suggestion, Jackass Forever. Jackass Forever, my most most uh, most surprising movie of the year. Yeah, there's no way that you weren't picking that. I mean, there's so many good ones <laughs> to put on this list, though. I mean, because I could also say Vengeance. Um, yeah. Anyways, Zach, what's yours? Uh, I'm going with a movie that did not make my top 10 list. It's actually, I believe, number 35 on my list, but it's way better than it should have been. And it's a movie that I still think about. And it's I mentioned it a little bit earlier, and that is Dog, the Channing Tatum movie. Uh, I really like that movie yeah. a lot. I actually think the movie is way more ambitious than what is on the surface. Like, it's actually kind of like, I think, the first really interesting and maybe great post-Trump movie. And I think it, it it touches on how we are divided as a country, but it doesn't it doesn't try to make everybody happy. It doesn't try to offend people. It doesn't. It's not what the movie is really about. the The movie is about the one thing in life that people on the red and blue sides of the political aisle can agree on, which is that dogs are great. And Channing Tatum is pretty awesome in the movie. He's way better than he was in Magic Mike, which I just saw earlier and I thought was garbage. But uh, Dog is really good, and um, it's a sweet movie, and it's more than just a dog movie. I think it's it's sort of it, it, it to me, it's a more incisive look at the United States and a man called Otto. <laughs> Way better. Pick, though. Good, good, good. Shout out for Dog. Zach obviously doesn't like a man called Otto. All right, Todd. Because he hasn't seen it. So what? What? Okay, what has actually been mentioned so far? Uh, Prey, Jackass Forever, and Dog. Okay, so I mean, I guess in that case, I have to take Top Gun Maverick because, I mean, this was a, a thing that we had two or three years of waiting for this movie, and I was never all that sold anyway. I mean, I think Oblivion's an okay movie, but Joseph Kaczynski has this, like, Top Gun movie that he's got in the can, and uh, obviously, it's our number one movie of the year, so it's, I mean, it doesn't get any more shockingly great than that. And I know I never expected it to be great. I never expected it to be in my top 10 of the year. Uh, yeah. That's one. It's a good point. I, I think uh, Top Gun Maverick was the original slide until I thought of, of a better joke of a man called Otto being the slide for exceeded expectations. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, it could have been good, but I mean, the trailer was so bad. I mean, that was the only problem with that movie. It's a good filmmaker. 
Mm-hmm. All right. Other ones we want to mention. Uh, I've got two other ones here. I've oh, got uh, Ambulance it's not and, uh, and The welcome. Woman King. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. I, I, didn't, I didn't think The Woman King was going to be much of anything, and it was it rocked. Yeah, I had The Woman King mentioned as well. I also, in the last category, said Confess Fletch, which I'm not even that big of a fan of the original Fletch, but I think this one is super slick and super fun. Uh, I also thought about Jackass Forever, and I and I'm, I also want to mention Morbius because it is a bad movie, yes, but it's not the worst movie of the year. Like it, it actually yeah. has a lot of redeeming qualities, and so I was pleasantly surprised when I watched it. Not a bad call. I wouldn't be so mad at the Woman King being our consensus, but I, I have a uh, Violent Night was another one with David Harbor. Mm. Mm-hmm. The Chip and Dale Rescue Rangers on Disney Plus. I thought that was really entertaining, and there's a lot of to fun. See that. Um, there's another Netflix movie I would be omiss to not mention here because uh, my wife really loved this movie. It's called Look Both Ways. Um, I'm not – she's not here. So uh, sometimes her picks are not movies I really care about, but this one was a thoroughly entertaining uh, little film. So uh, I got I told her I would mention it. So Look Both Ways is something that uh, I, I will mention here, but I will be okay with look, uh, The Woman King. Zach, do you have any others? Uh, I just wanted to mention um, uh, Pearl and X, I guess, really. Mm-hmm. Um, and Babylon in a weird way, because I thought it was going to be, I usually hate movies like Babylon, but, and I think you even, you guys even pointed that out when we reviewed it, but I, I of course loved it. And of course I would be remiss if I were not to mention my number 70 film of 2022 home team, which I think can be defended <laughs> on in a lot of bases for being a great sports movie, a great movie with a positive family message and a great comic performance by, by, uh, Kevin James. I almost called him Sean Payton. He it was just uncanny. Great performance. Taylor Lautner was the only good part of that movie. Yeah, he's pretty good at that. All right. The Woman King is what I'm hearing. Well, I thought it always looked good. I, I didn't, ex- you know, it maybe for Todd because, it, you know, it made his top 10 list, but it was always going to be something I wanted to see. Yeah, it was one for me. I, I watched the trailers like, eh, eh, I feel like I know what this movie is before I even see it. But I kind of like Todd's pick of Morbius. I haven't seen, I've seen about maybe 20 minutes off and on of Morbius, and I was somewhat entertained by it. I have not seen Morbius. I also right, was I, somewhat entertained by the first 30 minutes of Black Adam. I didn't watch the whole thing. Don't watch the rest of it. Uh, <laughs> Morbius is better than Black Adam. What are we going with? I like Morbius. Let's do it. Morbius? Because it probably helps to have not actually seen the whole movie. All right, we'll go. We'll go with. We'll go with the consensus. No other award show is ever going to mention that movie as a positive, as an an exceeded expectation. (laughs) But we have to go with Top Gun Maverick as the winner, right? Yeah, Yeah, I I think Top Gun Maverick is the obvious winner. Has to be. It has to be. Morbius has a sixteen percent on Rotten Tomatoes, and yes, I think it was way better than that. If you had started the year saying. Which of these movies is going to be better, Top Gun Maverick or The Bubble? I think we all would have picked The Bubble. Probably. Yeah, definitely. Uh, yeah, an Apatow movie versus a in- a shelved uh, sequel from 35 years ago. And yeah. Okay. So there we go. The most surprising movie of the year, Top Gun Maverick. Hell yeah. Good win. All right. Moving what's, on. What's next? <laughs> the biggest douchebag of the year. 
<laughs> well, listen, you know, some of these people are not douchebags in this picture. Well, some of them are a, victims. It's a, it pays homage to the, some of the best of 2022. Well, some of them are just trying them. to make it as podcast producers, okay? <laughs> no. And like Can I said we earlier, we're the biggest douchebags of the year. <laughs> podcast okay. producers. I think, I, I think I'm first to, uh, to uh, just trying put to my help. submission. She's not a douchebag. And the uh, on Whatever. my list, on my list, the first name I have, the first character I've written down is Ben, played by B.J. Novak in Vengeance. So I mean, I have yeah. to go with it now, yeah. and I'm not getting bullied out of this one. So uh, yeah, no, I, I agree. B.J. Novak in Vengeance. He is the he is my biggest douchebag of the year. Yeah, totally, totally. All right, pick. Zach, it's you next. Uh, I went with, uh, well, okay. My, mine is abstract. I went with the volcano in fire of love. (laughs) Keep it in. Do not change that. Rewind that. I could just see, I mean, this is going to be on our IMDb awards page at some point. (laughs) It's just the almost sideways movie of the year awards. So, yeah. Todd and I were talking yesterday, and like you know, it, there's a world where where at some point, you know, we get recognized by IMDb, and this stuff ends up on on their awards list. And now, Fire of Love, biggest douchebag. Douche yeah, we need we need nominate. We all love that movie. Hey, so I, I did. Mean, nobody's unpleasant, seen it. Very unpleasant <laughs> experience with the volcano. You know, in my predictions from 2020, I did write an article saying that we would be quoted somewhere. So it could be a world where IMDb is the one that quotes us for our awards. So it's very possible. Oh man! All right, Todd, where are we going now? Uh, I mean, I think when we—I mean, we talked about this. But I don't think we ever refuted it officially, but um, uh, Tyler in the menu, which is the the main character. Mm, yeah uh, i think we all agreed that he was an absolute douchebag not just because he acts like it because he brings his girlfriend to a, a place that he knows that she's probably going to die uh i mean th- there's no bigger douche than that and he i mean i guess he probably was sort of a stick man too to to pull that but yeah he's a douchebag for sure his real girlfriend though that's the that's the oh yeah i get into spoilers but that's spoiler a good alert but All right. yeah well that whole thing was a spoiler guys yeah I actually that's had him in a different category though, but that's uh, not a bad not a bad shout. <clears throat> um, all right, so my pick, I guess, right? Oh. Uh, I'm going to mention another movie that we've probably t- mentioned has the most nominations at this point is Ambulance. <laughs> Surprisingly, <laughs> who would have guessed that? What's the over, what's the odds on that? The betting odds on Ambulance being the most talked about film nominated in our award show? Todd, I hope you're tallying these nomination total so we can say oh, it at the end. I'll I, do it uh, later. I, <laughs> I can't wait to, I can't wait to see what our website looks like when we get all the, the, the nominations. Uh, uh I'm going with Trent played by Brendan Miller in Ambulance. That's the guy that shows up to the robbery with Birkenstocks on. Like what the hell? You knew you're going to a robbery. <laughs> you show up with Birkenstocks on to rob this freaking bank. Like what a big douchebag of move to pull. Like ah uh, yeah, oh, I'm going great with call. Ambulance. Birkenstocks. Come on. Get out of so, here. I think Zach has to see Ambulance. I think that's that's the uh that's it's been on my list for a while. Yeah. 
Well, you didn't artist. write that on your original screenplay list, Terry. Yeah. <laughs> Darn it. You should have just made that win. <laughs> I pledge the numbers. All right. Um, so we now need a consensus. The one I put on for, or the one I'm going to throw out there is uh, Miles Braun, played by Edward Norton in Glass Onion. Good call. Yeah, I had him as a uh, thought about. Yeah. That's a good one. Yeah. I, I was thinking about Hangman from Top Gun Maverick. Uh, oh, that's good. Uh, a Brad, which is the David Gordon Green creepy character in Bones and All. Bones and All. Uh, Governor Scott is a douchebag. What was that? Governor what? Oh. Governor Scott in RRR. Mm. Ah, uh, yes. I mean, I think we could agree with that. And, uh, mm-hmm. and, uh, Oh, Todd's, Todd's having trouble with the internet Todd, connection. Todd's internet's the biggest douchebag. I agree. Yeah, good call. I agree. Zach, All what do of you a sudden. Have? Yeah, Zach, what can do you Todd, have? Can Todd's girlfriend ring in? Maybe she can say what he's trying to say now. Oh. <laughs> he's still I'm not back. there. Maybe he's, he's kind of there. there. Zach, what's your biggest douchebag? Oh, okay. Sorry. Uh, I had three others written down. John Ford and the Fablemans. Uh, Harris Dickinson, who plays a male model in Triangle of Sadness, but I also think he was a douchebag in uh, the the Southern Swamp movie. And then um, I also had Bastion and Married Me. Of course, <laughs> of course. cheating of course. on Jennifer Lopez. Come on, come on. Uh, all right, my I had the TMZ reporter from Nope, who shows up on that electrical bike. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's a good one. <laughs> uh, Ante from Marina. It's the dad who plays in yes. film. Yes, forgot to mention that. Yeah, uh, Trevor from Smile because she's he's totally unsupportive of his girlfriend who's seeing these smiling faces. And uh, Doctor Mathis from Halloween Ends because he basically just he's a stick man too in a way, but he's a basically gives this other girl a promotion because he's sleeping with her. So yeah, Doctor Mathis from Halloween Ends. All right, I have a few more I wanted to mention that I I'm looking at my list here. Uh, Toby Maguire from Babylon, I, I put down. Uh, Russell Crowe from Thor: Love and Thunder, I had him here. And then the another one. Oh, we lost. We've lost Todd completely. He'll be back, I'm sure. Another great one I I needed to mention was uh, Lee Curtis Childs, played by Sterling K. Brown in Honk for Jesus, Save Your Soul. Mm, I can understand that one. Yeah. Okay. What are we thinking for a consensus here? I like the dad in Marina. That was a great poll by Adam, and and Todd would agree with that. I haven't Terry's seen never it. Never seen it, but he's but a it's not the first, It wouldn't be the first time we put something on here that I haven't seen. I that would be the third time actually. <laughs> There's Todd. Hey, Todd's back. We were thinking about our consensus pick being the dad from Marina. What do you? What say you, Todd? I could go with that. I don't All know right. when I cut out, so I don't. I don't know what I. I don't. I didn't hear anything after that. So, I also. We could also go with the German colonel in uh, All Quiet on the Western Front that leads his troops into the suicide mission. See, I, yeah, that's a good one too. <sighs> I, I'm, I'm still. I'm gonna say the best one that was mentioned was Edward Norton in Glass Onion. Yeah, that's a good one. We can go with that. Yeah, let's go with that one. I'm, I'm okay. okay with that one. What do you think? We got to get For... Edward Norton represented. Some yeah. do it. We got to represent right. Glass Onion on this list. Okay, so we've got uh, so our nominations for Biggest Douchebag of the Year are BJ Novak from Vengeance, 
the volcano from Fire of Love, Nicholas Holt from the menu, Brendan Miller from Ambulance, and Edward Norton from Glass Onion. I kind of just want to say screw it and say the volcano. (laughs) (laughs) The volcano resulted in loss of life of the main characters. So, Edward Norton results in the loss of the Mona Lisa. That is true. Very true. Has anybody seen Fire of Love? Yeah. Okay. I've seen Fire of Love. It's I awesome. Haven't. Also, here's the other thing. Disney Plus. Edward Norton didn't even invite uh, Daniel, uh, what's his name, to the party. So th- that's all. Yeah. yeah, yeah Blanc. Blanc. He, he also didn't, didn't invite the efficient man. Uh, I think we go with Edward Norton. Norton. I think that's a that's a good poll. Right. Edward Norton from Glass Onion, biggest douchebag of the year. I like it's it. His first Not even one of our nominations. <laughs> Not even one of our, our submissions. Is it ones. fair to yes, say? I like it. It's his first win in this category since 2003, The Italian Job. It's been a long time <laughs> that we've missed him in this category. It's a nice return for, for douchebagginess. Uh, probably, too, uh, uh, not returning, not playing well with others for Marvel, too. It's like, yeah, we're going to fire you. Yeah, that, yeah, that's that's a good point, too. That's a good point. All right. So Edward Norton is our from Glass Onion, our biggest douchebag. Moving on to a very closely related category, the most punchable face. I, I think it's just because a Batman punches faces. Is that why? What we're it's going to here? honor the best movies of 2022. But yes, he punches a lot of faces. <laughs> uh, the, what I All wanted right. to put here actually play. It, 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 you'll see. My, it's my nomination. I don't want to necessarily gotcha. say it here. Gotcha. Well, Zach is the first one to uh, nominate here. So most punchable face, Zach. Well, did anyone actually see EO? Because that was what I wrote no. down. Well, okay. I'll, the donkey. Yeah, no, not the donkey. The donkey <laughs> is the hero of the story, actually. But there's a bunch of unruly uh, soccer players that beat up the donkey. So they're oh. assholes. They, they, uh, it's totally uncalled for. Poor EO lives this tragic, you know, a Brissonian life. So they, they were my winners of biggest douche or punchable face because they punched somebody back. Uh, and they deserve to be punched. But uh, none of you have seen it. So, but no, put it in there, though. That's a good we'll call. put it in. Yes, the the, the losing uh, soccer team because it's one I definitely want to see. So, losing, losing soccer, soccer team from EO. <laughs> yeah, if you see it, you'll agree with me. Nice. Okay, we'll go with that. Todd, you're next. Oh, this this was an easy category to come up with a bunch for. Um, I, just to stay on brand. Uh, I'm going to say uh, the version of Rory Kinnear that is the young boy in Men, uh, the one outside <laughs> the church. On, on uh, uh, yeah, boy, like, that was probably also the douchiest character in that movie. But uh, it was because I don't know. I, I don't know why it was just like that. That kid deserved a just a punch right in the face. That's a good call. Love it. It's mm. a good call. It would have to be a child in Todd's. It was. It was always going to be a child. <laughs> that's that's why, I, <laughs> why I had to say it. Yeah. Adam, you're next. All right. Uh, I, well, I had my original winner here was already mentioned for douchebag, and that is uh, Nicholas Holt's character in the menu. So, all right. So it's on the again. list. Yeah. So it's that's, officially was, on the list. No, no. It, that's because I think that's the big, <laughs> most punchable face because, yeah, he does a douchebag thing, but you just want to punch him in the face for what he does. And I think that, uh, you know, uh, Anya Taylor Joy uh, decides to not punch him in the face but order a cheeseburger instead so i think it plays well yeah i had him listed and i i had to choose between douchebag and punchable face i put him in punchable face as well so yeah so 
Uh, a double good, nomination for the menu. There we go. The menu was an interesting experience for me because I slept through about an hour and 15 minutes of it, but I did wake up at the end, so I know how the movie ends. Perfect. Can I say that I've seen it? You give it three stars because of the cheeseburger. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, Nicholas Holt's our first double nomination, du double nominee in our Almost Sideways Awards. So who would have thought that? Saw that coming. Okay, I've got oh, I've got four good ones here, and I don't know which one to go with. Um, I'm gonna go with AJ, played by Justin Long in Barbarian. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah, good call. Yeah. I had him um, as a talk about talking point. Yeah, it, it's one. just a good one, and he needs, he needs to be represented on this list in one of our categories. Yeah. Yeah. All right, so the other ones I had here that I wanted to mention, uh, I have uh, I have Nikki, also played by Nicolas Cage, de-aged in the unbearable weight of massive oh. talent. That's oh, a good one. Um, <laughs> that's a good one. I have uh, I have Morgan Steele, the son-in-law in Violent Night. Um, yeah, it's a good and, one. And uh, and Chicky Donahue, played by Zac Efron in The Greatest Beer Run Ever, is a he has a very punchable face. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> Oh, hi. I agree. Hi, Fiona. Uncle, <laughs> Uncle, the character of Uncle Todd from Blonde is also a punchable face. All right, I got a couple ones. Yeah. I got um, I had AJ from Barbarian. I had Billy, who was uh, one of the character, one of the uh, characters from Halloween Ends. He's one of the like, kids that uh, I don't know that anyway. I have a Bob's Burger movie character for some reason. Governor Fishholder. I don't know what that is. Grover Fishholder. <laughs> but I think my the one that I definitely think is the most punchable face is Danger Aaron's balls. Because in Jackass Forever, he got his balls punched, uppercutted mm. to the nuts. That is a great call. He got uppercutted to the nuts. He got a hockey puck to the nuts. He got soccer. I don't know. All this, his nuts in, are going to be pounding. What movie? Jackass Forever. Danger oh, Aaron's right, right, right. balls. Yeah. And who'd you say from Halloween? Oh, it's a what's a Billy uh, who plays but Martine. I don't know. It's one of the the bullies of that pick up on the the main killer of that movie. I don't know. Okay. It's my group of friends. All right. Anybody else? Uh, yeah. I mean, I had some. I mean, well, from Halloween ends, I said Corey, which is the the main guy that everyone hated, and the reason why everyone hates the movie is because of the main character. Well, um, Billy is a character that picks on Corey. On that I know, movie. but you hated Corey, so why? I don't know. I mean, I didn't I, say I, I hated Corey. Corey. I don't like them anyway. We're not gonna have <laughs> either way. On camera. Um, I also have uh, Logan, <laughs> Logan from the Fablemans, which is um, oh, that's the, a bad one. Yeah. Also, yeah, the, the sort of a douchebag high school character. Um, I have Tyler from Jerry and Marge Go Large, which I know that we're not gonna mention this anywhere else, but he's he's the one that's in college that is like actually. Uh, has the same idea as uh, Jerry and Marge, and uh, yeah, he's an absolute asshole. Um, I also have David from Bodies, 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 which is the Pete Davidson character, obviously. Absolutely. And the one that I thought Zach was going to say was uh, John Ford in The Fablemans, because he doesn't, I mean, he has an eye patch, so obviously he got punched in the eye, is the where I thought Zach was going with that, but he did. Well, he so. went biggest douchebag with that one. Yeah. Which you cut out. So on, there's, there's a little overlap here. I know, but I mean, I'm just saying. Like the, earlier, when I said I know what category it was, I was like, "Oh, because it looks like he got punched in the eye." Because that's what Zach always says. Because like he did get punched in that movie, so obviously he's punchable. 
Yeah, my other ones were Ashton Kutcher and Vengeance and James Gray for directing Armageddon Time. But I think the the uh, clear winner is Aaron Aaron's Balls and Jackass. That that has to be our fifth. So all right. So after saying a volcano is a douchebag, we're gonna put the most punchable face is a guy's balls. <laughs> all right. I'm good with that. I'll, I'll allow it. It it should not win though. I would say that. So what are the nominees, Terry? So Give the me. nominees are the losing soccer team in EO, Young Boy Rory Kinnear in Men, Nicholas Holt in the Menu, Justin Long in Barbarian, and Aaron's Justin Balls Long. in Jackass Forever. Justin Long, but that's it's not even close. I, I go with the Young Boy in Men. Even even Adam McGreen, he hasn't seen it. <laughs> I would go with I would go with Justin Long. I mentioned Justin Long in my uh, my. If he's not winning, douchebag. I mean that's I'm, sort of yeah. appalling that Edward Norton beat him. If we, he didn't. He even wasn't even nominated up. in Douchebag. Yeah. We should just yeah. I th- he's got. He's got to be. It's got. I'm going Justin Long too. It's got to be Justin Long. Okay. We're going that. We're going that. Okay. Even though we had a double nominee. We did have a double nominee. Well, the, the votes got split. That's what happens when you have a double nominee. Cape okay. Lantern in 2007. Exactly. Exactly. Okay. We're, we can't be always be perfect, Todd. Come on. It is now time to reveal. Oh boy! Best actor. Our six best actor nominees. Tom Hanks. Let's go. All right. Let me let me look here. Let me find it. There's actor. All right. You guys ready? Here we go. The six acting nominations Sean for Harris, best actor go. are Dario Argento for Vortex. <laughs> All right, let's go. Colin Farrell for the Banshees of Inishirin. Beautiful. Brendan Fraser for the Whale. Okay, good, good, good. Sean Harris for the Stranger. Yes. Nice. Felix Kramerer for All Quiet on the Western Front. Yes. Wow. And Paul Mescal for After Yes. What a great list. <laughs> that is a fantastic list. Is that how you pronounce his name, Kramer? I have no idea. <laughs> I mean, there's two M's. Kramer versus Kramer. Yeah. <laughs> that is a fantastic list. It's oh a good list. God. It's a good list. Wow. And we already know Sean Harris made this list with one of us committing category fraud on him. So He's supporting in this movie. Joel Edgerton okay. is the main character. But... I put him as lead. <laughs> He's my number one lead. I don't know. All right. Yeah, we we heard that when we talked about that last. Okay. Well, again, we're not perfect first year. Okay, we're still <laughs> working out the kinks. Okay. All right. So let's see here. Um, who was first? Todd. What what missed? Uh, what missed this that was on your list? Well, I mean, again, just a glaring omission. Nicholas Cage for the unbearable weight of massive talent. I. <laughs> Yeah, I, just astonishing that nobody else gives love to this movie. Um, I also had Tim Roth for this movie called Sundown, which I watched. Yeah, I mean, it was forever ago, probably twelve months ago, and uh, I, I loved it. I thought he was amazing. He was my number two best actor of the year. I also had Christopher Abbott in On the Count of Three, uh, Caleb Landry Jones in, in Nitrum, which uh, oh, yeah, I, I I don't know. I really liked it. It's totally a Todd movie. Uh, Jeremy Pope in The Inspection, and. Uh, yeah, and the rest were on there. Yeah, so there we go. There were eleven performances that had that were overlapped on our different lists. 
That's and Nicholas Cage and Unbearable Weight of Massive Talent was one of them. So just okay. just letting you know. Adam, what missed your list? Um, missed on your list. Alexander Skarsgård for the Northmen. I had Tom Cruise down for Top Gun. Uh, Daniel Kaluuya for Nope. Uh, Diego Calva, Babylon. Uh, and Gabriel Labella for the Fablemans as well. All right. I had Austin Butler for Elvis. Uh, I also had Gabriel Labelle for the Fablemans. Uh, John Boyega for Breaking, which Todd hated. Um, mm-hmm. I had, uh, let's see here. I had Diego Calva for Babylon, Tom Cruise. Of course, Tom Hanks for A Man Called Otto. And uh, Nicolas Cage. I did have him on my list. There we go. He was on my list. Zach, I, I had so drawn. Adam and Zach were the were the problems there. <laughs> I got it. I had Gerard Carmichael for On the Count of Three, Bill Bill Nye for Living, Patton Oswalt for I Love My Dad, Joel Edgerton, who is the lead actor in The Stranger, <laughs> Ray Fiennes in The Forgiven, Song Kang Ho in Broker, and Caleb Landry Jones in Nitrum, which is one hundred percent totally a Todd movie. All so right. you had category fraud and on the count of three. That may have made the list if. How is uh, that category? He's the he's the main character. I, no, I had Christopher Abbott. I had Christopher oh, Abbott. Oh yeah, you committed ca- category fraud. Chris no, Rabbit you did supporting. by putting in supporting. They're both. <laughs> Come on, whatever. <laughs> All right. Well, there That's we insane. go. There's our best actor right. lineup. They're both great. Real quick, Terry, can you send me all these slides? I will send you all these slides. Yes. Thank you. I can send you them. Send you all of them. All right, moving on. Oh, um, can I uh, really interject real quick? This is the time of the evening where we need to take a moment of silence and remember all the people that we lost this last year. It's the immemorium for almost sideways. Terry, put the put the slide up, please, if you could. The Sean B. Memoriam Award for Best Movie Death of the Year. We have to remember mm. everybody that we uh, we lost this year. So um, Sean Bean. Um, in every movie ever and TV show. R.I.P. <laughs> well done. Well done. The Sean Bean Memoriam. The, the Sean Bean, Bean Memoriam. You, this has to be a category greatest, now. When, greatest movie death. This yeah. has to be a category. When there's a, ever a deep dive with a movie death in it, we have to mention this award now. Okay. And spoiler like alert. Needless to say, yeah, yeah. Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. Yeah, I forgot. About this I is going to be bad about this because some people hold on. One unamento. Wait, wait a second. Wait a second. Hold on. Oh, I'm not I too drunk. Gonna... I'm not too drunk to. Yeah. Bill Cates is wondering what you're doing. Oh, there we go. Very well done. I like it. I like it. All right. So first one for this one is going to Todd. Todd. What, what was your greatest movie death of the year? Greatest movie death? Is that how we're or doing what, this? No, I don't know. Best movie death. I don't know. Whatever Remember you want to say. Movie death? I don't know. Uh, uh, what, all of those are different. <laughs> I, I, how about the worst movie death? I mean, uh, <laughs> no, I don't know. Okay, my, I don't know. I mean, for me, movie death, like uh, when you watch a movie and there's like audible sobbing, in the in the theater when you're watching it, uh, you know it's a good one. It's uh it's a uh, Dante in Clerks Three. Uh, uh, just no no nothing else needs to be said. Yeah, great call. Definitely yeah. spoiler alert. Yeah, there. no kidding. Wow. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> what? That's, what, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> All spoiler right. Alert. See the scroll, Adam. It's you. 
All right. Um, yeah, Dante was one that I had thought about too. That's a great call. Was there. the audible um, sobbing coming from you, Todd? No. <laughs> no. I mean, hey, I mean, I, I, I. That was that was one of those movies that you had to pay a premium to go go see. Even like everybody was totally in the can for that movie. Yeah, I, I love that pick though. It's a great one. Uh, I'm gonna go. There's a couple really good ones from horror movies. There's one though that I just thought that. <laughs> It plays such a pivotal role to the actual movie itself. And I got to go with um, David, who is Pete Davidson and Bodies, Bodies, Bodies. God damn it, Adam. Yeah, that was a great Screw one. You. That's what I had written down. <laughs> you only yeah. wrote down the one. That, that was obviously a good one, yeah. Yeah, it's, a, it's awesome. a great one. You want me to change it? You want? No, I'll, no, I'll leave it to no, the Zach. No, it's fine. God damn it. Great minds think All alike. Right. Yeah, it's just a great death. It, it plays a pivotal role in that movie in the big reveal. If you, yeah, it's it's great. It's <laughs> Davidson dying and bodies, bodies, bodies. Great call. Great call. All right, I'm next, so Zach can figure out what he's going to say next. So my my uh, submission comes from the, oh, that death was awesome! John Leguizamo in Violent Night. Ah yes, it is. It is, <laughs> Mr. Scrooge. All, I'm not going to say anything else. I'm not going to say anything else. But John Leguizamo and Violent Night. It's I mean, it another, of, another one I had on my yeah. list. Yeah, How yeah. are we going to agree on something we haven't seen each other's movies? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> we we need to right. post this one up to the people that are watching on YouTube. Yeah, yeah. the one that we had to put in the the, the few that are our... still left. The the few the proud, the almost sideways crowd. All right. Zach. Well, thanks, Adam, for stealing my pick. I'm going to go with the cameraman who dies in uh, Babylon. There we go. <laughs> That's a good one, too. I love it. See, there's some really good ones. We I don't even all... remember that. I, I, it's... Hello I barely remember it either. It was, it, I remember it the minute that he said it earlier. So, but it's, it's I remember more of like you talking about it earlier than I do of it actually it's, in the movie. It's the so. guy who was, he was like inside the the booth and was like roasting because it was so hot in there and when they and finally opened the door uh dead. he fell out dead and in if, the if, hello college scene if geekly goods is still with us they will agree with me on that pick mm -hmm. it's a good pick all right let's hear ones you guys might agree with uh that i had on on mine i had the wolf and bullet train i also had the hornet and bullet train um oh Cassie's number one was the cameraman in, in Babylon. Which one was the Hornet? The Hornet was Zazie Beats. Oh, yeah, that's a good one. Okay, yeah. Because yeah. that, that, that one was fun. That one was fun. Uh, Brad Pitt in Babylon. That's another one you got to look at. And uh, everybody but kid Steven Yoon on the sitcom set in Nope. Oh, yeah. Gordy. Oh, that's a good call. That's a good call. I had that as an honorable mention, too. Yeah, I'm I mean that's not one out of words. That's not one character. <laughs> it's like the whole soccer team. Why not? <laughs> they all I mean, get we, it, we, but... we gave a nomination to a volcano and someone's <laughs> testicle. <laughs> <laughs> testicle. That was a win and for testicles there. Okay, no, it wasn't a win. Uh, it wasn't okay. A win. It wasn't a win. Okay, whatever. Okay. Well, uh, I had. I you had. Thought that was a win. Yeah, you thought it was a swin. <laughs> all right. Uh, Mitzi, I had Mitzi, uh, Pearl's friend and Pearl, who was played by mm -hmm. Emily Jenkins. Uh, Tabby, which is a character, the brother from Prey. I thought that was a really good death in that movie. Alexander Skarsgård from Barbarian. I think that death when he gets his head smashed yeah, that's in. That's a good one. That's a, a really one. good one. 
Um, but also the cow Bill. from Cow. Bill. Not Bill. Alexander. It was Bill. Okay, yeah. well, whatever. Scarsgard. Name that Scarsgard. Yeah. <laughs> but also the cow from Cow. The, yeah. That's a, if you've seen it, yeah, it's a, it's a sad death. Mm-hmm. It is a sad death. Um, the ones I had were the scene where Sully and Lee both die. Um, with Duke and Glass Onion, which which character is Duke? That's Dave Bautista. Dave Bautista. Dave Bautista. Okay, yeah, that makes sense. Like well, Sully one. and Lee both die in the same scene, and they use the title of the movie in the scene. That's a really good one. Which um, one? My, which in movie? Bones and All. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Michael Myers in Halloween Ends, because, I mean, the town, like, carries his body and destroys mm. it to make sure that he no longer is alive. I mean, that's pretty much the best <laughs> way to destroy the a, never, yeah. a never-ending... Uh, horror character uh obviously williams and living terry hasn't seen it and uh paul in um all the quiet on the western front which is of course like i mean just a a, a killer a, and w- one of the things that leaves that lasting impact that is uh giving it the bafta win for best picture uh all quiet on the western front yeah that had somebody gave their nominations no zach hasn't I was going to say uh, Pinocchio, who died several times in that movie. Uh, Lashana <laughs> Lynch in The Woman King. I'm shocked that. Oh. Um, and uh, Connie, played by Isabella Rossellini in Marcel the Shell. And uh, Terry's Taste, after he gave Man Called Otto, uh, put <laughs> number four on his top ten list. There we go. Ouch. Shots fired. Now, now we're the Jim Rome radio show here. <laughs> just throwing shade at can we have a flame in the background? <laughs> uh, <laughs> so what, uh, what is what is Zach's rating of uh, a man called Otto? I don't know. One, he hasn't one, yet. one and a half stars. Oh. Half stars. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was pretty divisive bad. film of the year. There we we should have had that as a category, by the way. I'm still, i still think get rid of punchable face. We already have a douche. But let's get divisive film of the year. That would have been the fun. slide would have no, been bones that, and all. That, by the way. There's no fun in talking to like we we could just argue about those movies. Okay, maybe, maybe how about favorite movie argument over? Uh, uh, in I know, but that's only going to involve two people probably. Yeah, good point. All, All right, right. I, I, I'm leaning towards uh, Skarsgård from Barbarian or yeah, the one. or the uh, the death in All Quiet on the Western Front. Those are the two that I'm kind of leaning forward. I, I'll be perfectly fine if they fill out number five. Yeah, but Sarsgaard's death was kind of shocking when it happened. Because no one, no one knew that that was going to happen. That, right. that the movie was yeah. there. Because you thought he was going to be the killer, right? That right, was subverted right. expectations. Right. That's a good. That's that would be my fifth nominee. I think destroying Michael Myers' body is pretty much uh, that's a solid pick. Surprising. Too, yeah, but only two of you guys have seen it. Um, yeah, nobody say... seen Fire of Love either. So <laughs> two of us. Well, that wasn't a consensus, though. That wasn't a consensus. That was a that was a dumb nomination from Zach. Um, Genius, you know. I'm gonna go. I, I would. Bill Skarsgård works. I would. I would probably say all quiet. However, I'm 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 still gonna champion the uh, the nope scene. Yeah, that's, I mean it's yeah, it's a whole it's, scene. It's not it, one person, but good. It, it is a very Great. memorable scene. It yeah. is very good though. Um, I'm I'm good with any of those. Nope, quiet. A barbarian. Let's just nominate them all and get to the winner, because the winner is Pete Davidson. Oh yeah, it is Pete Davidson right. winner. But yeah, let's let's just pick one nomination, make it five. Barbarian, boom. No, Done. all quiet. All quiet needs to win. All quiet. All quiet. All quiet. All quiet, all quiet. Needs to be on there. 
Is it yeah. I think yeah. Paul? Paul, yeah. yeah. The winner Kramer. needs to be Dante. Yeah, but again, only half of us have seen it. You can't you can't go with that? I I think the Pete Davidson is is the is the the one right there. Funny thing is, we can say that without really being that much of a spoiler. That's it's the a, best part of it's that. It's also one. the dumbest death scene. <laughs> like, but maybe that's why it's the best. That's okay. why it's the best. <laughs> But why didn't he win Punchful Face or something? Like, it's ridiculous. Like, we're giving him the best death. I mean, I had him on my list, but okay. We're, we're doing it. Pete I don't even like that movie, and I mentioned bodies, it like three times. Bodies, so. bodies, bodies. <laughs> best movie death of 2022. Right. However, if all of you had seen Violent Night, John Leguizamo. Yeah, that's that's a great movie. It's, it's the one. It's the one. Um, all right. Moving on. It's now time to reveal... Best Actress nominees for the 2022 Almost Sideways Movie Awards. Here we go. The six nominations are Ana de Armas for Blonde, Kate Blanchett for Tar, Daniel Deadweiler for Till, Mia Goth for Pearl, Rebecca Hall for Resurrection, Yes. And Margot Robbie for Babylon. It's not a, wow. That's a really screw you, Oscars. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good list. It is a good list. Mia Goth getting some put some name on that. Uh, respect on that name. Let's go. <laughs> yeah, thanks, Travis Kelsey. <laughs> <laughs> All right, it, Adam. It also became the uh, what was that? Uh, Pat McAfee podcast. All of a sudden. All right. What um, was on? What was on your list that missed here? Uh, let's see here. Amber Mid Thunder for Prey. Uh, let's see here. Zoe Kravitz for Kimmy. Uh, Callie or Reese for Catch Catch the Fair One. Uh, Frankie Caro for After Sun. Michelle Yeoh for EAO and Viola Davis for The Woman King. All right. Oh, so, uh, yo, was my list. E E A A O. Sorry. Yeah. I was going to say, I did fall asleep during it. I must have missed that part. <laughs> <laughs> my list I had, uh, I had Olivia Coleman for Empire of Light. I had Michelle Yo, Everything Everywhere All at Once. I had Viola Davis, The Woman King, Aubrey Plaza, Emily the Criminal, Zoe Kazan for She Said, and Florence Pugh for Don't Worry Darling. She was not the problem with that movie. Okay. Zach, what'd you, have? you had Emily the Criminal and you didn't even like the movie. That's interesting. I read my review. All I said on that review was Aubrey Plaza couldn't save it, but she's amazing. Yeah, I didn't even have Aubrey Plaza on my list. I had uh, Anna Maria Votolami Vol- for Happening, Francois Lebrun for Vortex, Micah Mitchell for Watcher, Zoe Kravitz for Kimmy, uh, Frankie Corio for After Sun, Zoe Kazan for She Said, and I'm going to butcher this name. Guzlazgi Malanda, the main actress in Saint Omar. At least the, the woman that's put on trial. Yeah. I, I would consider her the main actress. There okay. are there were 12 overlaps uh in our lists, by the way, on this one. Todd, what did you have? Uh I had uh Babatida Saggio for uh, Our Father the Devil. Mm, uh, which I don't think anyone's seen yet. Uh, yeah, I've seen it. It's good. Really good. Uh, uh Jamin Park in Return to Soul. 
uh, Tang Wei for decision to leave, Aubrey Plaza for Emily the Criminal, Naomi Watts for The Desperate Hour, which I remember reviewing on the podcast and uh, nobody else ever saw it. And it got horrible reviews, but whatever. You guys suck. And uh, Karen <laughs> Gillen for Duel is uh, was also on my list. Jeez, we didn't give it terrible reviews. Awesome. We haven't seen it yet. Why are you going to hate on us? Jeez. No, everybody who, who oh, gave okay. it a bad review sucks. Just making sure. It's clarifying. <laughs> All right. It is now time to move on. We've got a few more categories here to go. This is my favorite slide. A few more to debate and one more to reveal. But the next one is, is a great one. It's best scene. So, yeah. What is Not the, the bees! Not the bees! <laughs> <laughs> what is the best scene of 2022? Like my favorite in that role. <laughs> there we go. Nicholas Cage as Steve O. <laughs> oh, that would have been a good that would have been a good call. That would have decimated all. All right. Uh first one up on this one is Adam. Mm. What is your best scene of the year? Oh my god. Um All right. So the one that I have here as my winner was Top Gun Maverick. I have Maverick running the trial on under two. Yes. Minutes. Uh, so you. obviously, yeah, that that's my favorite scene. It's it's a fantastic, like intense scene that you're on the edge of your seat. Like, can he do it? And you see like the reactions from all the the Bob and Hangman and all, all the Rooster and all those uh, guys there. And John Ham's like, you son of a bitch, you did it, you son of a gun. And uh, yeah, just a great sequence, uh, uh, intense, and uh, Hondo over there like, f yeah, he did it. <laughs> I think it's just a great scene sequence. So, one of my favorite scenes, Top Gun Maverick. It's my knob. It's a good one. It's a good one. Perfect. All right. Oh, which one do I go with? I mean, this is a tough um, category, actually. There's so many good it scenes. Is I've got two. I'm deciding between. Um. All right, I'm gonna go with um, the uh, the there goes that dream scene from the Banshees of Inisherin between Barry Keegan and Carrie Condon. Mm, I don't, That's I don't remember that scene. It, it's a scene by the by the lake when basically uh, Barry Keegan asks Carrie Condon to marry him. Yeah. Um, that's that's my that's my top yeah. scene. That wouldn't it, even be my top Barry Keegan scene this year. That's a, that's a devastating scene. It's such a oh, it it's so good. It's such a great scene, and that and that line delivery there of there goes that dream. It, it's and then yeah, exact yeah, it's it's great. So that's the one I'm gonna go with. BAFTA winner is Barry Keegan and BAFTA winner Barry Keegan and Carrie Condon and Carrie Condon. There you go. All right, Zach, you're next. Uh, well, my favorite scene is either going to come from Tar or Babylon. So I'm going to go with uh, the Juilliard scene at Tar in Tar. Yes. Un unbroken, you know, 13 minute, however long it was, take of Kate Blanchett going tete a tete with the student and both of them making some really good provocative points. And uh, I think it's it's the scene that describes our environment in the world in 2022. And it's remarkably active in film. So. Uh, but there's a lot of great scenes from both Tar and Babylon. But those those are the two movies where I think about individual scenes collectively just making a great movie. Those are the two movies I think of. It's a good one. Great pick. Good one. Yeah, great pick. All right, Todd. 
All right. Well, so there were three that I really wanted to get on the list. Two of them have been mentioned, so I got to go with the other one. And that is um, the in the Banshees Vinisherian. It's the confrontation between Podrick and Colm in front of everybody where Podrick is making a case for niceness. And I mean, mm. that that is just the, the, like, the scene. Again, everything about the movie can be encapsulated in that one scene. And it, it like, Colin Farrell's performance is unbelievable, and uh, e- even even Brendan Fraser's or Brendan uh, Gleeson's like he's like yeah I, mean, I think I mean think I'm I think I like him again or something after that scene you know it's like <laughs> it's the most interesting he's ever been yeah exactly it's uh, a <laughs> it, it was a perfect scene I mean and that was a scene that I I loved when I first saw it it was a scene I loved when I, when I saw it a second time and yeah it's it's the best scene of the year all right nice good call so. We've got we've got the Maverick trial run in Top Gun Maverick. We've got uh, There Goes That Dream in Banshees. We've got Juilliard and Tarm. We've got the niceness scene in Banshees. The other one I was deciding between is not going to be a consensus pick, which means I should have picked it at first, and that's Not Do Not Do from RRR. <laughs> I had that written down. It, I mean, you gotta you, you gotta mention it at least. You gotta mention it. Were you about to do your Christopher Walken there? You, you gotta you, you mention gotta it. Mention it. <laughs> I didn't mean to, but I kind of did. The other ones I'd written down were Hello College from Babylon and um and the uh the mom testifying until. Yeah, I also had Hello College, and I also had this amazing monologue that Rebecca Hall gives in the Resurrection. It's uh, un broken take there it's a heartbreaking kind of reveal of this her story and how why she is how she is in that movie so you guys will watch it eventually but it's a fantastic scene yeah, I have that right now too. um and the box opening the opening of glass onion i think is also very uh entertaining mm. so sort of a montage they i guess that could be a scene yeah it's a, definitely a montage but it's it's that's why it's a mention not a nominee so see i would i would only put ta- scenes from tar or babylon but the one movie that maybe you could con- convince me of is uh jackass forever and if we're gonna go with that i i think we go with aaron and the bear but i do think the bees are up there i think the, the softball the pitcher yeah is is up there as well maybe that the canon one over the lake is pretty good um i'm shocked adam that you didn't say mia goth's monologue in uh uh pearl uh, pearl yeah that's yeah, that, that's another. I'm a star. It's a really uh, it's a good one. All right, who else needs to say theirs? Uh, yeah, me. Uh, I had a few more. I had uh, the tape measure scene in Barbarian. I mean, we've mentioned Ooh. that scene like a million times, or that great movie, one. and that I guess that part <laughs> of the the movie. Um, and uh, I also have the Riddler getting caught at the diner in the Batman. Because that's just that first time where you're just like, wow, that guy really is nuts. And uh, and, and Paul Dano should have been nominated for Best Supporting Actor. And um, I also had the, the monologue from Resurrection written down because that was, that was absolutely yeah. stunning in the highlight of that movie. Zach, what else did you... Did you oh, you said. Oh, I said mine, yeah. Yeah. All right. So what are, what are we going with our... Uh, what are we going for with our, uh, with our fifth? We've mentioned Hello College a lot. We have mentioned it. Yep, it's a good one. It's had, a good it had, one. It had a death. Yeah, I, I had, I'd a, be death, okay with had that. a best minor I'm character. Okay with that. Yep, best actress. I'm, so I'm what are the sad. Nominees? It means that 
I'm sad it means we leave Natu Natu on the on the sideline, but hello college. I mean, I, it had my it had my uh, my best uh, my favorite minor character in it. So you guys didn't even mention what I thought was the best scene in Banshees. I I thought the best scene was when Brendan Gleeson sitting in his burnt house. I thought that that was a great scene. That's like a that's like five seconds though. <laughs> Maybe it's just a shot. great image. It's, a shot. I, I like... it's not a scene. Okay, well, and I like the last scene of it too. I think the last scene is really good. Well, the, the last scene is is great for yeah. sure. I mean, that's when they have they, there's like five memorable lines in that scene. Yeah. All right. So what's our winner? So what are the nominees? Our nominees are Maverick's Trial Run and Top Gun Maverick. There goes that dream in the Banshees of Inishirin. The Juilliard scene in Tar. The niceness scene in Banshees of Inishirin and Hello College from Babylon. For me, it's Maverick's trial run. Like that's the best. That's the best it got this year. That would be my number two. I I would be fine if that was our winner. Let's do it. Which yeah, one's our winner? Go. Sorry, I missed it. Maverick's, Maverick's trial run. Trial run. Good call. Maverick. It it's it's just so good. All right, perfect. Moving on, let's let's wrap this up. We've got two more to debate, one more to reveal. Next, we have the highest war performance of the year. I love nice. this is a fun category. I always love doing this category, uh, and I'm first one up this time. Okay, so highest war performance. Let's see here. The first thing i wrote down for highest war performance is nicholas cage for the unbearable weight of massive talent and it's not just because he's playing himself it's because there are few people who could pull off a movie where you're playing a version of yourself that is close enough to reality and close enough to absurdity to be maybe true yet hilarious at the same time and uh, yeah, Nicolas Cage. There we go. Yeah, even when we when we reviewed that movie, we thought like, there's no way that this could have been made about any other actor. I, I think Cage there was movie. one actor we talked about, and that actor is one we talked about a whole lot two weeks ago on our last episode. Greg Kinnear. John Malkovich. <laughs> oh yeah. Because yeah. they kind of did <laughs> when they did me being John Malkovich. So. And by Greg the way, Adam, Ad, shout out to Adam. That supercut of our Malkovich impressions, I watch that like once a day. That is... <laughs> you didn't get the part where I was doing it before we even started our, our deep dive. I know, I know. That was... A, that was... <laughs> yeah, I, I, in hindsight, yeah, I should have hit that part. But yeah, I had already did a cut of it. I don't know. But it's yeah, it's, good. that was great. It's good. Okay. Hey, one, almost 1,700 views on that the channel for that. Uh, nice, okay. nice. I thought I could I could go the obvious route with a certain you know actress in my number three movie there, but I'm not going to do that. I'm going to go with someone that's even more memorable. You cannot recast this person. It is Danny Trejo in the Regal movie preview. <laughs> because who else could you put in there po except for possibly Nicolas Cage? And we've had I think we've had variations of this conversation, but he's perfect. And I think his line about it was you, Fredo. He's even better than Al Pacino. I mean, I think Al Pacino probably could have been replaced in The Godfather. So, but he's not that great when he shakes the the the, the cup. Like, it's a little forced. 
I, yeah, <laughs> focus I, I on Terry that. right now. It's not about the performance. It's about the war, right? Isn't that what we always talk yeah, about? Focus so. on Terry right now. He it's has not a hand, movie. He has his hand on his. <laughs> he said How the hell am I going to put this on the website? Highest war in a movie in 2022. It, you didn't say movie. You said performance. Highest oh. war performance. Rewind that. Yeah, but we we're not talking about TV or something. I mean, like I don't. Know. I'm not talking about TV either. I'm I know, but that would be regal. the same if you were in. Like I don't know. I mean, at least the volcano was in the way. movie. I got, I got, I got you. Co- I got <laughs> Allegedly, you covered, uh, we haven't seen it. I got um, you covered, Terry. <laughs> All right, Todd, you're next. Oh, He's there rooted. we go. <laughs> All right, my. Oh, put it back in. Put it back in. Hold on. Where is he? Oh, there you go. What? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I mean, that just throws a loop because I mean, I don't know. I mean, there's a lot of them that should be said, and Zach just Jack, Zach, Zach, Zach just ruined up. it. Yeah. So now we're so, not so are get, we like, saying by, by him saying these. Danny Trejo in the Regal trailer is he really saying Kate Blanchett and Tar? Yeah, no. I think like he already has said no, that. No, I he said, said, he was I, said I didn't say that. I said Danny. That's Trejo. not even one of the ones I'm thinking of. I don't know. Okay, okay. so I. I mean, if we're going if we're going that route, then screw it. I'm saying Channing Tatum and Dog. Yes, because there are very few people that could have pulled that off. He he directed the movie, which apparently it really just means that he was directing the dog, which is amazing that he was able to do that. And he also gave that that kind of performance that he is just so I don't I don't know rootable and likable in that role. There's there's nobody that could have really done it the way Channing Tatum does it, and he's he's perfect in the, that sort of like post. Uh, I was in the military role, and yeah, Chan Tam and Dog screwed. That's gone on my head. Yes, Dog got two freaking mentions on this award show. I love it's a it. Great movie. I love it. This Adam is going downhill first. quick. All right, let's take a- <laughs> Yeah, if you're, it's your first time listening to the Almost Subways podcast, uh, welcome. Uh, yeah, we get loose as we get to the end of it because the alcohol intake is gone. Up. Wow. <laughs> I kind of want to do a, a bullshit answer now. Uh, or- <laughs> I don't you think Channing Tatum is a bad is a bad one. No, That's a it's not a bad call. call. That's a good call. Yeah, I know. But Danny Trejo, it, it really it really shows the difference between a war a high war and a and a great performance. That's true. Yes, I kind of want to do. I want to mention James Jude Courtney as the shape. He plays Michael Myers in Halloween Ends. Uh, wow. It's a good one, man. He's really good as because he's uh, played it before. <laughs> and he only in the first three movies, of course. But so James Courtney, no, um, no, you're not going with that. No, I'm not going with that. Okay. <laughs> All right. I, I think what I'm going to go with for highest war, and just be based on what she was able to do in this movie, I'm going with Mia Goth as in Pearl. I think that she was able. She I can't picture anybody else in that age range to be able to pull that off, and especially what she did in X, as well as even different and more uh, dynamic as as well. But I'm gonna go with Mia Goff and Pearl. Nice, nice. All right, I've got a few more written down here. Obviously, Kate Blanchett and Tar is one of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, Margot Robbie in Babylon. I feel like that was a very high war performance. Uh, I thought Brendan Gleeson and Banshees of Inisherin was a very high war performance, and then the the oddball one I threw I'm going to throw on there is Seth Rogen in the Fablemans. I mean, a kooky Jewish uncle, you can't get much better than Seth Rogen. So, or Judd Hirsch, he was also a kooky Jewish uncle. Yeah, we're not talking about that. So, he's the one that got the nomination. <laughs> uh, all right. Anybody else have any other good ones? 
Oh, I was just going to say Will Smith at the Academy Awards because now that's, that's you know, that was the movie event of the year. Uh, <laughs> I, I yeah. Had, yeah. Go for it, Adam. Rebecca Hall, Resurrection is really good. Paul Dano is the Riddler. Uh, and Kate Blanchett is what else. So also wrote down a, a semi-serious pick i would make w- would be jenny slate and marcel the shell with shoes on no one could have voiced marcel oh, quite like jenny slate that's a good one that's a good one all right mine i had up uh, alexander skarsgård in the northman like nobody looks like him and the uh, he was the perfect play gladiator edward norton i think is the perfect uh glass onion lead because i mean Nobody has that persona. Uh, Michelle Yeoh obviously can't be replaced in everything over all at once. Uh, Viola Davis, ditto with uh, The Woman King, and ditto with Tom Cruise in Top Gun Maverick. It's kind of cheating to say a sequel, though. <laughs> well, sort of, but I mean, but nobody's doing that ever. True. Yeah, I, I, True. I understand. That, that, that's why I didn't, I didn't say it Val Kilmer in Top Gun Maverick. Again! It's a sequel. <laughs> yeah. All right. What's our consensus pick? I think it's Cruise, right? It's a sequel. You can't say that. Yeah, says the person who picked Nicolas Cage in a movie about Nicolas Cage. I mean, <laughs> we're talking about low-hanging fruit. I think Jenny Slate. That was your not a bad call. Though, Zach, you said it. I I would I'd be fine with Jenny Slate. Um, I think it should be a Michelle Yeoh. I mean, I that's yeah, that's yeah, good that's too. Fine. I thought about her. Yeah, do that one. Do that one, Michelle Yeoh. So we're actually gonna 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 give everything everywhere all at once its first nomination. I mean, it's gonna win Best Picture. It gives us a little bit more credibility if we actually mention the film that's gonna win Best Picture. So, all right. But what wins between Nicolas Cage and the unbearable weight of massive talent? Danny Trejo in the stupid Regal commercial, uh, Channing Tatum and Dog, Mia Goth and Pearl, and Michelle Yeoh and everything, everywhere, all at once. Mia Goth. My vote goes to Nicolas Cage. It's Nicolas Cage. Nicolas Cage. Okay, fine. Nicolas Cage. Danny Trejo deserves deserves some uh, shout-outs, though. I've been right. waiting the whole episode. He's been waiting this whole time <laughs> watching us. Yes, my favorite film of 2022 was definitely Everything Everywhere All at Once. It was bloody fantastic. He must be from Britain. <laughs> the spelling. Who <laughs> says bloody as a adjective? Uh, well, it got a nomination. There you go. All there right. There you go. Thank you, Tom. We've got Tom, two more subscribe. categories to go. One to reveal, one to debate. And the one first we are revealing our best director of the year nominees okay spoiler six of them i forgot to i had a big blind spot that i totally didn't put on this list we'll talk about it we'll talk about it all right we'll see if it's on the list adam yeah sorry see if it's on the list first here we go (laughs) these six movies are the six directors nominated for best director for the 2022 almost sideways movie awards are edward berger for all quiet on the western front all right Nice. Damien Chazelle for Babylon. Nice. Was that your Joseph Kaczynski for Top Gun Maverick? <laughs> Martin McDonough for The Banshees of Inishirin. Gaspar Noe for Vortex. 
and SS Rajamuli for RRR. <laughs> Adam, you suck. I fucking know it. <laughs> I know you got to be kidding me. Damn it. Todd oh, Field, no. I'm sorry. Oh. Oh. There were 10 overlaps on Hold the list. Hold on. I'm booting and... myself out of this podcast. I'm sorry. Yes. Guys. I think Rajamuli really made it in. Wow. Todd Field was seventh. I will say that. Hey, yep. RRR got a nomination now. So there you go. All right. Uh, let's see here. Whose turn is it to talk? It's Zach. What was on your list that didn't make it here? Uh, Audrey Dewan from Happening. Yeah, real nice getting some women nominees in there. Uh, Gerard Carmichael on the count of three. Chloe Okuno on, uh, for Watchers. Steven Soderbergh for Kimmy. Ty West for Pearl. And of course, Oliver Hermanis for Living. <laughs> Todd, what'd you have? Uh obviously I had Todd Field and I had uh, Jacques Audiard for Paris 13th District, uh Gina Prince Bythewood for The Woman King, Riley Steerns for Duel, Lou Guadagnino for Bones and All, and Davy Chow for Return to Soul. Adam, what else did you have? Well, I, I know I had the Woman King director there as well. Um, uh, I had Charlotte Wells for After Sun, Ty West, Pearl, Zach Kreger for Barbarian, the Daniels for um, Everything Everywhere All at Once, uh, Robert Eggers for The Northmen, and Matt Reeves for The Batman. And I had, let's see here, that wasn't on the list, James Cameron, Avatar The Way of Water, Matt Reeves for The Batman, Baz Luhrmann, Elvis, Jordan Peele for Nope, uh, Sam Mendes for Empire of Light and Guillermo del Toro for Guillermo del Toro's Pinocchio. So Todd Field made three of our lists and didn't make it. Two. It didn't make Adam's list because he forgot. Yep. Just like the the Oscar voters in 2001. <laughs> there you go. Our six for best director. Last category. We always end every podcast with our quote of the day. So we're ending this episode with quote of the year. So how are we even doing this? I don't know. <laughs> I, I think we nominate one. We do. We kind of do the same thing we've been doing okay. and then we pick which one's the best. So we're going with, uh, let's see here, Zach, you're the first one that gets to, uh, that gets to nominate here. Well, I have a quote and then I have each of your individual quotes of the year. So the movie, oh, quote yeah. of the, year, the movie quote of the year comes from Lydia Tarr, who says, don't be so eager to be offended. The narcissism of small differences leads to the most boring kind of conformity, which I think describes this podcast. But my individual quotes of the year, Terry's quote is, um, I, I watch the supercut of our John Malkovich impressions once a day. Uh, <laughs> Todd's quote of the year is, I really want to give uh, four stars to 80 to Brady, mm-hmm. 80 for Brady. And then Adam's that quote. Was of la- the- that was this year, not last year, but yeah. Adam's gotcha. quote of the year is, I hate reading. <laughs> it's my eyes, okay? I like reading. God, damn. You even turn the lights on, though. I, don't know. I need glasses. Uh, all right, Todd, what's your uh, what's your quote of the year? Uh, I mean, 
I guess I'll go with, I mean, I'm going to say all these eventually anyway, I guess. Uh, I'll go with my Banshee's quote, which is, um, well, if he is depressed, he could at least keep it to himself. You know, push it down like the rest of us. I think everybody can relate to that. <laughs> nice. Beautiful, beautiful. Adam, what's your quote of the year? I'm going to go with uh, the Woman King. Uh, it's a little line that says, you do not remember me. Ugh. You do not remember me. Now you will never forget me. That's how I feel about this podcast. Now that you watch our live stream. All right. So I'm next. Yeah, except you forgot and... Todd Field, so he couldn't have been that unforgettable. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Oh, man. I've got some good ones here. Which one am I going to put on here? Um, I think this one, this one's probably the best one. I, I think it, it describes the podcast and kind of describes my taste and everything as well. Uh, it is, uh, and it's a movie we haven't mentioned yet. So there we go. Uh, it comes from bros. Oh, God. And the quote is, I'd rather be cliche than miserable. Nice. I think it's a good quote. Interesting. I don't think anything about what we've done is cliche. <laughs> <laughs> I can be cliche at times. <laughs> yeah. All right. What what else do we have on the list? I, I, I think have I have I, I have uh I think the one we the one I've uh, I thought about going with was you told me not to think. Yeah, I had that written down too. Because <laughs> we I think we've quoted that multiple times on the podcast. What's, I think so. What's the line? From top you gun. told me not to think. Yeah, it's because it pays off a line earlier in the movie too. Even uh, another one I have, which I, I think I quoted on the when I reviewed the movie on the podcast, is from Beavis and Butthead do the universe. It's no man is free while the one bunghole is in chains. And I also uh, also have written down uh, from the unbearable weight of massive talent. Um, I should always trust my shamanic instincts as a thespian <laughs> because. <laughs> This is cage as it gets. Uh, I had a couple. I had one. I had yeah. two, actually. Uh, the Fablemans. Now, remember this. If the horizon's at the bottom, it is interesting. If the horizon's at the top, it's interesting. If the horizon's in the middle, it's boring as shit. Now, good luck to you, and get the f*** out of my office. Whoa. The there we go. Sorry. No, I quoted that on one of our podcasts. I dropped it. All right. I've got a. I've got four more I want to mention. Oh, here, we um, here we go. A fan, Tom. Don't, don't throw your life away, away from the Batman, from the Batman and sucked, sucked into, into a bagel, bagel from everything everywhere. That's a good one. That's a good one too. Uh, so another one. Uh, this uh, from Glass Onion. It's a dangerous thing to mistake speaking without thought and speaking the truth, don't you think? Um, I thought that mm -hmm. was a good one. Um, one that I think describes this podcast well is if I uh, from Banshees of Inishirin, if I was to cut something off myself for every dull person that came in here, I'd only have my head left. <laughs> um, and uh, from uh, Guillermo del Toro's Pinocchio, I will try my best, which is the most anyone can ask for. I think that's a good one. But the one that might best describe this podcast is from Ambulance, and it's uh, you are all going to have the greatest story to tell at dinner tonight. It's cashmere. <laughs> that's good. <laughs> So, but you told me not to think should be our fifth. Yeah, right? that's got to be our, our let's do our, it. Uh, our let's do it. I think that's our, that's our winner too. It might have to be the winner. 
did Top Gun and Ma- Ambulance get the most wins tonight? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> it's go. It's got to be the winner. You told me not to think. All right. That means yeah. One, two, three. We had four, a shitload four of wins for for Top Gun Maverick that we that we found out tonight. So there we go. And that's not including Best Picture, which we already had. So, anyways, there we go. That's our Congratulations, that's our, Bob. The 2022 almost <laughs> sideways movies movie awards. Uh, we've got some winners and uh, we've got some nominees. We've got some movies that we need to go watch. There's winners and there's Stevo. There <laughs> that's a perfect way to end this. There are winners and then there's Stevo. Oh man, I love it. So, uh, yeah, we'll be uh, getting back at this uh, next month for our Almost Sideways Oscars preview, where we will reveal who wins of the categories that we revealed the nominees of tonight. And then uh, from there, uh, we'll uh, we'll continue on. We'll be back at you next week with another Back to Normal episode. We've got some power rankings to do, some trivia, all that fun stuff. Talking about something some of the stuff that's coming out uh and yeah thank you for joining us for the almost sideways movie awards special we'll be back at you next week with another episode until then have fun watching movies and we'll catch you on the flip side later later despite your crass behavior i'm glad we were able to do this together